Hello, everyone. Welcome to an all-new bonus edition of the Elite Beat. Uh, normally, your source for all the AEW news, reviews, and previews, but today is draft day, and with me, the Kevin Costner to my intern who spills the coffee in the trailer, <laughs> Jeff Jacobs. How you doing, Jeff? I think I'm doing pretty good. I I don't know if I ironically like that movie or I just unironically enjoy that movie, but I actually watched it a couple months ago before the actual NFL draft just to really get my juices flowing. And I, I probably should have watched it again tonight, but. You know, I, I've never actually seen that movie, but um, one of the co-hosts of my favorite podcast, Blank Check with Griffin and David, is in that movie as um, as the aforementioned intern. And he has a scene where he spills a bunch of coffee, but it only exists in the trailer. They really had to cut a yeah. lot of high quality material to, to get that down to the, the tight 90 minutes that the company that made the movie really wanted to get to. So it's understandable. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, but uh, we're here today because uh, AEW is about to launch a brand new television show collision um a saturday night show two hours in length and what better time to do a mock draft with the biggest aew fan in the world you who watches all of their programming and has never missed an episode as far as i know um so yeah (laughs) so so seriously why did you want to do this so i i think we should probably let people know that I pitched this to you a year ago when I fully enjoyed all elite wrestling and thought, Hey, it'd be really cool if they had another show because they have all this incredible talent and they just don't have enough space, enough time to get everyone on television. Cause yeah, they've got rampage and they've got dark and dark elevation, but the only show that everyone actually watches is rampage or excuse me, is dynamite. And boy, it'd be really cool if they just had two more hours for all these talented wrestlers. And then you just didn't do the podcast for a while. And then we talked about doing it. And then Jenny gave birth to a child, which, you know, good for you. Congrats Mm -hmm. on the sex and all. But, you know, I kind of think she did that because she didn't want this podcast to happen because she knows the kind of podcast magic that you and me are capable of doing and, and did do for a number of years, well before you even met her in the first place. So I that is true. think, yeah. And, and now that we're what, four days away, right? It's this Saturday. As we record this. Yeah. We are, uh, there'll be yeah. more like five nights from now. Yeah. yeah. So it's, four you're right. Four nights. Yeah. Yeah. As good of a time as any. And Obviously, it's not going to happen exactly the way we want it to. And we still, to my knowledge, don't even really know how many of these guys are actually going to be set to stay on one show versus guys jumping here and there. But for the purposes of this draft, we're going to pretend that this is a legit brand split. These guys are on this show. These guys are on the other show. And we're going to see who can come up with the best roster and go from there. So Tony Khan did 
like he's he's getting into like uh you know press mode for like you know leading up to the debut of the show and so he did actually comment on that very issue today and he said on uh, brandon walker's barstool wrestling show um which sounds like a nightmare but i've actually watched it and and the guy's like he's he's not bad um but he said uh to elaborate on that the roster split thing and to answer your great question i am going to feature certain talent on certain shows but i haven't drawn any hard lines or locked us into any kind of split of a roster i think people are going to be featured on certain shows but i also think that gives us a great opportunity to showcase certain wrestlers on both dynamite and collision at certain times and in certain stories that can cross the shows I think the champions of AEW will be the champions on every show and frankly, every promotion in the world. Um, so Brian Alvarez kind of, elaborated, <laughs> kind of elaborated kind of elaborated on Wrestling Observer Live today. And it's actually reiterating a point that he made on Wrestling Observer Radio this morning um, where he says that from what he's hearing, a lot of this, well, A, he heard that like a lot of people got emails today basically saying what show they're on. <laughs> um, and and B, that a lot of this is just kind of going to be determined on travel arrangements because, you know, it's like the shows are four days apart or three days mm-hmm. apart. You know, it's not like you're going to have and it's not like AEW has a lot of house shows. And so it's you're not going to have somebody on a Wednesday like, you know, do do dynamite, go home on Thursday, fly back out on Friday to do collision on Saturday, you know, or at mm-hmm. least I hope you're not. Um because if that's the case, then you're going from AEW being like the major league company with the best schedule of any major league company in history to like a pretty bad one. Yep. So, yeah, I think it's smart to um, just pretend that this is going to be a hard split. And for context, for context, Jeff, because what you watch primarily is old wrestling. Um, well, come on. What what year of world wrestling entertainment are you in now? i'm in 2006 baby okay so the the first brand split has been going on for like four years at this point right yeah okay and if i recall correctly the first like about two years of it they actually now now ignore like the quality of the shows themselves because there were issues back (laughs) and forth but they actually did a pretty clean job of keeping those rosters locked down except for when they would do the 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 drafts and the trades right i for the most part and then occasionally maybe a a survivor series or a royal rumble they might have some some cross-pollination there but that was to be expected you got to build those shows up and what better way to build up those shows than one brand versus another yeah but like it's it's not like you would just be having like raw wrestlers show up on smackdown willy no right right and which I, th- you know, which I think looking back and maybe it's just the fact that, you know, they've tried this brand split a couple of times since then. And it's been terrible that I look back on that brand split. That first one is like with some nostalgia, actually, because I think if you're going to do it, that's the way to do it. Um, so I hope that if this is some kind of, you know, real brand split that they do use it to build up to like long-term dream matches instead of just mm-hmm. being like, well, this person, because of this reason, this person has to be on the other show this week, you know? Yeah. It, it's, it's tough to do. Um, but 
I think for me, the biggest thing is, and my, my reason for wanting a second show, you know, a year ago, maybe more was that there's just so much talent and there's times where I'm going three or four weeks without seeing my favorite wrestlers, my favorite tag teams. And so now, even if guys are kind of jumping back and forth a little bit, I'm, if, you know, presumably if I were to watch this, which I won't, because I don't have cable anymore, but, <laughs> no. um, but if I was watching it, then I would be okay with like the Lucha Brothers going on Collision one week and then going on Dynamite the next week, because I just want to see them wrestle more. I, I just don't want to see uh, my favorite team or my favorite guys for one show out of the month. And it's like, oh, but they were on Rampage. Well, I don't watch Rampage. Oh, they were on Dark. Well, I don't watch Dark. So at least now you've got two you know, quote unquote, high end major top tier shows that all the talent is going to be on. And, and hopefully we don't have that issue where you, where you just don't see people for a long period of time with no explanation. Yeah, totally. I, I mean, I think, and that's, yeah, I think that's the big key. It's like the goal here should be to create TV time for more people, not more TV time for a smaller number of people. Yeah, like I don't want to really see Chris Jericho on every single show. That you don't have to do that, but it's okay if he does like a promo on one show and then wrestles on another like the next week. That's fine. But I, I do wonder how how long this will last, and and I can't imagine the ratings are going to be very good for Collision because it's on Saturday night. But I, there's only so many open slots you can do. You know, you you don't want to go head to head with WWE, I, I assume, and then. You can't. You already got a show Wednesday night, which kind of puts you in a tough spot because you can't really do a show Tuesday or Thursday night because it's too close together. So, I don't know if there's any way to to potentially do a second show that that would have worked out better. Yeah, Tuesday's tough because NXT, and even mm-hmm. though they whooped NXT last time, they're not nearly as hot right. as they were when they did that. And Thursday, you're going up against the NFL what, 16 or 17 weeks a year. And I know Tony Khan doesn't want to go against the NFL because it's a conflict Mm -hmm. of interest or whatever. But yeah, it's tough. Um, I think that I I really hope that they do put all the effort into making this an A show and just kind of don't worry so much about the ratings. Because I think think if you convince people that it's an important show, it'll do Mm -hmm. better than, it'll it'll do better than like Rampage, you know? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I got it. I think, they got to be praying it does better than rampage, but yeah, it's, it's going to be tough though. Cause like, you know, college football is going to be, yeah, gonna, they're going to get killed in the fall. every week, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. But you just got to hang in there, you know? Um, and so do we, so, uh, let's go ahead and start this process. How do we, how do we begin this Jeff? So the way, uh, we've got it broken down is we've got, uh, it's going to sound like a lot, but, um, we've got, let's see here. We've got 15 rounds uh, comprising various um, groupings, I guess you could say. Um, We've got uh, everyone broken down into tag teams, uh, female wrestlers. And then um, for the men, we have main eventers, upper mid-carters, mid-carters, and then kind of a combination of the lower mid-carters, jobbers, openers, enhancement type guys. And finally, just for fun, we've got uh, a section of uh, managers and announcers. And so we're going to swap picks, just going back and forth. 
each round and uh, each round will be a separate category. So first round could be tag teams. The second round could be mid carters. Third round could be uh, women's division and they'll kind of alternate a little bit to keep it fresh instead of just going from top to bottom or, or bottom to top. And the way I'm actually going to give Andy the opportunity here to pick first or second. And this is the, this is the plan. So I'm going to allow you to either draft for um, your choice of show, which would be collision where you're guaranteed CM Punk and FTR. Or you can draft. Yeah. (laughs) Or you can draft for dynamite and you would get the young bucks and Kenny Omega. And so you can choose between one of those two uh, programs and those three wrestlers to start. Or you can take the number one overall pick in the draft. Okay. So I can either take the number one overall pick or I can pick my show. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Um, so basically that means like the the Bucks and Kenny and CMFTR are not really available as draft picks because they come with whatever show, right? Essentially, yeah. Okay. Okay, and Rampage doesn't factor into this draft at all. Correct. We're okay. we're going to pretend that Rampage doesn't exist anymore. Okay, great. Um, or 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 it's used as like a just kind of an enhancement show where maybe both rosters could send a match or two each week if they wanted to, but we're not worried about it. Okay. Um, I am going to. I'm going to take the first overall pick. Okay. Interesting. I thought for sure you would take the uh the guaranteed um roster, but uh we'll go ahead th- and we'll I think I can work with whatever whatever I end up with. Okay, so. that works. So okay. I guess that means uh So I guess what we'll do is we'll just slot your last pick with uh of the of the first round i guess with um no hang on now i'm confusing myself (laughs) um okay you just yeah just go ahead and pick and we'll we'll just we might have to freestyle a little bit but okay and uh, am i is the first round I can pick anybody, or is it as a certain category? So the first round is going to be main eventers only. Okay. Okay. Okay, so... Okay, so with my first pick, I am going to take... MJF. MJF, okay. And if you want to go into any explanation you can with these picks, but I mean, some of them are kind of obvious as to why you might want this guy or that guy. So, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm building for the future, Jeff. It's uh, you know, this, this guy is a uh, 20, 26 years old. He's already a world champion. I feel like mm-hmm. he, he only wrestles like three times a year. So he's got a lot of, he's got, got a lot of bumps left in him. <laughs> Presumably. Yeah. Until he uh, leaves for WWE. But <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So now it goes to me, and this is kind of a tough pick because there's a lot of 
lot of really talented guys out there, but problem is a lot of them are, are a bit older. So but, let me ask you this, like, do you, do you pick, so do you, 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 you have the second overall pick and do you also at this point select, select your show? Yeah, I think that's probably the way I'm going to okay. go about it. So, um, I'm going to, I think I just got to go with Kenny Omega. Um, I know he's a, he's a bit up there in age, but he's still obviously more than capable of having excellent matches. He's who a company was basically built around. And I feel, I feel very comfortable taking Kenny Omega with my first pick. And I feel very confident that he's going to continue to put on the big matches for me when I need him to. And, and I can, I can hide him in some tags and six mans in the meantime, if I need to uh, keep him fresh. Okay. So that means that means that Dynamite is your show, right? Yep. Does that also mean that CM Punk, FTR, and the Young Bucks now come off the board? Essentially, yeah. Okay. So basically, it was all, all we were waiting for is to figure out um, which one of us would pick one of those guys first. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Okay. So. Do we stay with main eventers for a while? Yep. So we're going to have eight picks in the in the main eventers to start. So four we'll right? the next okay. division. Yep. Okay. I'm looking at the spreadsheet and it's making more sense to me now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. So for my number two pick, I would like to draft. Uh, give me Brian Danielson. Hmm. That was that was who I considered very strongly with my my pick because he's just he's just that good. Continues to elevate his game and uh, really make a claim for being one of the greatest of all time. It's interesting. I was talking to my friend Lucas the other day and about the Danielson Okada match, and he was talking about how crazy it is that we're going to see like the the wrestler of the the 2000s versus the wrestler of the 2010s. And then I was and I was like, yeah, that's crazy. And then I was thinking about it, I was like. Danielson might also be the wrestler of the twenties at this point. I mean, it's, it's probably tough it's still it's so early, early, but yeah. But I mean, he's 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 definitely. I feel like he's done more in as far as like having like high end matches. He's done more in AEW than he did in WWE. Mm-hmm. Just because he's been allowed to. Which is crazy because like it it, it felt like such a. A, a doofy like internet wrestling fan like oh wwe never lets him lets him do anything and but then it's, it was kind of true to an extent because yeah he got to obviously have a lot of really good matches but they were a very different style of matches than AEW, where he's allowed to really just kind of do what he wants and he kind of yeah. reminded everybody like hey in case anybody thought that i wasn't still like that guy i am yeah, totally. Yeah, he's been like it's been so so nice to have him back. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I I never thought we were going to get that version of Brian Danielson back. I thought that guy was gone forever. No, and I, I remember we were having a conversation. Um, we were texting like when he was still a free agent, and I was on my way to work, and I was just texting you, and I'm like, he's not actually going to go, is he? And you're like, I, I kind of think he might, and I, I was still uh, pleasantly surprised when he did show up. But I really thought like with what WWE was offering him and um, 
I kind of thought it was a pipe dream to him to actually go to AEW, and he's been really everything that I think they could have hoped for. Mm-hmm. So who is your second main eventer? It's another tough one because there's a lot of a lot of quality guys still out there. Um, it's coming down to two names for me, so I'm going to go ahead and even though I I think I would probably prefer to take the other guy, I I can't not take John Moxley, who's been you know he's been what wrestler of the year once or twice since he's been in AEW. I think twice in the Observer, yeah. Yeah, which, you know, and, and deservedly so. Um, he's another guy that that WWE really just did not do enough with, and he went to AEW, and they're like, this is how he should be used. And and he's, I mean, I always knew he, he was like a great promo, and I, I knew he could wrestle a little bit, but, uh, you know, maybe he bleeds a little bit too much for my personal taste, but he's he's been able to have great matches, different kinds of matches with everyone he's been in there with. He's been... Um, a guy that they can kind of rely on to to carry them throughout injuries and suspensions and things like that. So um, he's been excellent for them, and uh, it's pretty cool to see it's a guy that uh, like when he I, I haven't seen it, but I know that at one point he was in Shikara in like 2006 doing like a crappy Triple H gimmick, <laughs> like 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 a Triple H when he first got to WWF as you know Hunter Hearst Helmsley. He was doing that, and now he's here in the main event and uh, doing a consistently great job, whatever they ask him to do. You know, the company has been around for just over, like as far as um, having shows, like we just mm-hmm. passed the fourth, the fourth anniversary of AEW. And I don't think it's controversial to say that he is the company's all time MVP. And I don't even think it's close. I, I mean, the only people you could put near him would be like, the bucks maybe but it's it's just different being a tag team wrestler when yeah um when you're not always the main event and you know kenny omega was injured for a while there so yeah i think um i think absolutely he's been their mvp and get him at pick four there's a is a nice nice steal good job me <laughs> okay um stick it around uh okay so here's so, Okay, I'm gonna. I might. I might have to break reality a little bit here because I think if realistically, and I know we did this to keep it three to three versus three as far as the people who were had to be on each show, but mm-hmm. I think my next pick, Hangman Adam Page, would definitely not be on the show that he's going to be on. <laughs> it's funny because I'm looking at it now and I've. <laughs> I've got CM Punk and Kenny Omega on the same show. Or no, no, sorry. I, I was looking at the picks backwards. Okay, we're still good, but. Yeah. So but, who are you uh, taking? I'm taking Hangman. The Hanger? Yeah. He and, he and Punk are going to, they're going to work, they're going to work it out. They're going to hash it out. <laughs> I, I think that's actually like a realistic thing, you know, as far as like Omega and the Bucks and CM Punk seems like probably not, but I could definitely see Adam Page just saying, you know what? I don't care. Let's just do business. And, you know, CM Punk probably would say no, but I hope they all do business because there's a lot of business to do with this, with all these like real hurt feelings, you know, I know, but the, the farther away they get from it, the less it's going to mean it's going to get to the point where it's like, Oh yeah. I remember uh, they fought like two years ago and a steel bit somebody, I think that's yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
and people would be like, who's Ace Steel? <laughs> As, as, they, the as they did when Ace Steel appeared on AEW television last year. Uh, I never really actually watched Ace Steel until I started watching Ring of Honor, and he's pretty much exactly what I thought he was like. He's, he's fine. okay. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that seems, the, like, that seems like a guy who could train someone in basics. Yeah, clearly <laughs> uh, like the worst guy of the Second City Saints between yep. he and uh, CM Punk and Cole Cabana, but he serves his purpose, so. Yeah. All right, so now it's back to me. And I, maybe it would have been smarter if we, and we can do this for the next, uh, the other rounds, but we can kind of go through who's actually available because this was kind of an arbitrary way to, um, to break everyone down. But for the rest of the main eventers still available, we have Adam Cole, Chris Jericho, Claudio Castagnoli, Darby Allen, Eddie Kingston, Jay White, Malachi Black, Orange Cassidy, Sammy Guevara, and Sting. So, I'm going to take Darby Allen. Okay. I, I don't I don't know how much longer he's going to wrestle. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like he's seemingly made it clear that this is not like a a lifelong thing for him. It's like I'm still young and I can make money off this, but it's not what I want to do, which hey, more power to him. And he's certainly um giving it everything he's got to the point where it's like, dude, you might want to relax if you're not going to like even if you know, whether you want to keep doing this or not, you at some point probably need to to kind of scale it back a little bit. But, um, you know, he's a guy that I don't think I'd ever seen him before AEW. Like I'd heard about him and I'd seen him in uh, in various PWG. Um, you know, they do the the teasers for the DVDs when they release them, and I had seen a bunch of clips of him in that, and I thought he was kind of intriguing. And then uh, immediately when I started watching AW, like as it happened, I was I was blown away by uh, by his style and everything about him is, is fantastic and and even you know the character stuff it's maybe not for everybody but I think it's interesting and unique enough that it does kind of set him apart and and he somehow manages to to go into every match being you know 170 pounds or whatever he might be if that and and somehow wrestles like bigger than he is and everything he does looks. Like it could conceivably hurt his opponent, which is really tough to do when you're a smaller guy. So, um, put Darby in here with with John Moxley and Kenny Omega, and I've got a pretty good group of grapplers here to start. That's a good pick. Um, I am going to go ahead and go with uh, the Switchblade, Jay White. Oh, I interesting. So, I continue to try to young up my roster because I've got. Let's go get old ass CM Punk and FTR to, <laughs> to increase the average. Uh, early impressions on Jay White and AEW for someone who hasn't seen really anything in AEW that he's done. Uh, early impression is that they didn't do anything with him for like six weeks, and then he oh, got classic. He actually got mic time a couple weeks ago and cut a great promo, mm-hmm. and now he's you know going to be opposite CM Punk on the collision main event debut. So I think, I think it's, it took a while to get going, but I think it's going okay now. You know, he's the guy that when he left new Japan, like they did the big angle, which kind of seemed like, okay, that means he's probably going to be signing somewhere else. And I really thought he was going to go to WWE. And I actually kind of thought that might be a better fit for him because I, I thought he might get sort of, uh, lost in the wash a bit with AEW, which tends to happen with a lot of the guys. 
So it's it's nice to see that he has managed to to already get himself in a top spot. And I, I remember seeing um, something on uh, the old squared circle Reddit, rest in peace, that <laughs> uh, that CM Punk is already like kind of lining up plans because he really likes him. So I think that's, you know, if history shows us anything, uh, being a, a buddy of CM Punk and AEW is probably a good place to be. Um, yeah, apparently, like Punk was at that um, New Japan Strong Show with Kingston versus Jay White, and I think that's where the the love affair began. Okay, yeah, that that wouldn't surprise me. I think uh, was that. Yeah, okay. I think there was a like a picture or something that he took right backstage because he was there for um. That was the the big um Sasha Banks debut, right? Or. I think so. Maybe the, that okay. might have been the one, yeah. Okay, so. All right, so last pick of the first round, and I still got a bunch of really good guys on here, and it's going to – I do have the uh, – when we eventually get to the next round of main eventers, I will have the first pick in that because of the way the draft goes back and forth, so I kind of have two in a row here. Um. I'm going to go ahead and take Malachi Black. Okay. Um, initially, I had him listed as an upper mid-carder, but the more I thought about, like, I really think if they wanted to, they could easily get him up to that next level. Um, he's Ever since he, he came in, he was super over with the crowd. Um, and I've, you know, from everything I've seen of him from AEW and NXT and then a little bit in the in indies before he went to NXT, um, I really like Malachi Black, and uh, even despite the fact that his name's Malachi, because <laughs> <laughs> if you remember when he debuted, we we both really hated that name. It was and thought it it sounded so stupid, Malachi. It's, really, it was just like what? Why? Like, does he does he just not like his name? Like, does he not want to be Tommy <laughs> End again? Which I don't even think is his name. But <laughs> no, he doesn't like his fake name. Oh well. So that does it for the first round. So now we would move to the second round, which uh, will be our first of three women's rounds because the women's roster is very stacked. And I think uh, this is one of the rounds that will probably be a little bit quicker. I won't have as much to say on the women's division in general because I just I think it's pretty grossly underused in, in general. And I it's something we've talked about a number of times, and I, I don't think we're alone in this one that uh, seems like no matter who they bring in, it they kind of run into the same issues over and over where it's just like, what exactly are we doing here? It's just kind of like Britt Baker and then a bunch of other girls. Well, it's like, I mean, I think that's the, that's the issue when you've decided as a booker that like, okay, um, we have to have a women's division because we have to have a women's division. And uh, so I am going to give it exactly one match per show, no matter what. Mm -hmm. In the same slot almost every time. No more, no less one match. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, I guess and to, be, to, to be fair, like he had to have a women's division because he would have gotten killed if he didn't have a women's yeah. division. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the problem is is yeah. you're gonna get killed one way or the other. Um, yeah. But there's also like it's possible to have a good women's division. Like WWE's had a very strong women's division for a while, I believe. And from what I've seen of Impact, they've had a pretty consistent women's division despite uh, having a mix of like really, really talented girls who've gone on to come to WB or come to AEW or, or ones that are still there. And, you know, 
it's clearly possible, but uh, I think this just might be an area where, where Tony booking everything can kind of get him into trouble where he just doesn't really know what to do. Yeah. So uh, with that said, I uh, have the first pick of this division and a lot of names here, but um can't think I have to take uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Um, she's improved as a wrestler, but she's probably never going to be like a, like at this point, I feel like it's probably safe to say she'll never be like a top, top end wrestler. Like she's not going to be the one that you put in there to get the great matches, but she's, you know, she's by the star. star. Yeah. She's the star of the division. And sometimes that's the problem is that there's no one else but her, but um if I'm looking to build my women's division, it kind of has to be around bread at this point. Um, I will take uh, Tony Storm, who uh, is only what I think she's twenty. She's, she's twenty-seven years old, so wow, still very young. Um, tons of experience, mm-hmm. incredibly, incredibly photogenic, to put it mildly. Um, yes, and uh, a great wrestler too. On top of it. Yep, absolutely, and uh, obviously it's kind of a tough situation for for Jamie Hader to to have to take the title off her because of the injury. But um, Tony's a pretty good option. It's not like uh, not like they got to throw the title on Nyla Rose again or something like that. So yeah, um, for me, I man, it's it, it's tough because it is like a good division. Like if you look top to bottom, like there's some really talented girls on here, but. Yeah. I think I'm just going to take Britt's best friend, Jamie Hayter, who was on an absolute hot streak before the injury and has some of the best music in the company. So, you know, <laughs> that's going to be uh, a selling point. We're going to we're gonna make sure she gets the full entrance every time and uh, you can get those two reunited. And, and Jamie's the one who maybe not as big a star as Britt, though she was obviously getting really, really popular, but she can absolutely have excellent matches. Um, that's, that was going to be my second pick. So, uh, I will, I will go with my backup, um, who is Riho, who was uh, the first star of the division. Um, she always gets over, uh, perennially underrated and underrated. She just turned 25 years old a few days ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that she was that young. Wow. Give me Riho. I really didn't think you were going to take her. She's going to be my next pick. That's really annoying. Um, but I mean, I guess if I would have taken Rio, you would have taken Jamie Hader. So it's true. Um, all right. Well, you know, we're, we're building this division and I have a, a superstar here in the making. Well, not even in the making. I think she's <laughs> probably already a star at this point. And then I've also got like a super high end worker. Hmm. All right, I got to go with the star here. I'm going to take Jade Cargill. Okay. Still to, a bit of a project, to, but obviously, like, very very much has it. Yes, very much has it. Um, I, it was a long title reign, and I, I don't know how you felt, about, or you felt about um, putting the title on Chris Statlander. I know that's kind of what they were building to a little bit before Statlander got hurt, but... Um, you know, that's the kind of thing where I, I kind of wish they would have used that to to maybe try and make a new star instead of putting the title on someone who's already established. But 
at the same time, it, it made sense in doing the whole, uh, you know, double or nothing and, and paying for it. It made sense storyline-wise, but that's maybe not the direction I would have gone. I didn't have a problem with them putting it on Statlander. I didn't like the way they did it with with Jade already having a grueling match. I feel like that's a weird way to give it's a, a to baby annoy face. the baby face. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the uh, the money in the bank thing where the baby face cashes in, but at this point it's just it's such an over gimmick that everyone loves it. Yeah, but it's definitely um, kind of flies in the face of of your traditional old school wrestling booking, but it's what it is. So you know, it also it got over you. it got over in the building. So what do I know? And and it and it does give when Jade comes back from whatever it looks like mm-hmm. she's taking a little break. When she comes back, she'll have yeah. a legitimate grape. Yep, and, and you also now have the title on someone who you probably trust a little bit more to have longer matches and to not necessarily always have to do these squashes all the time. And yeah, um, she's and she's already they've already had her like on doing two like you know semi lengthy mm-hmm. TV title defenses, so that, that's already yeah, already bearing fruit. Can't really do that with Jade as much, so yeah. All right, so you're up next. Oh yeah, um, Kurosita. It's a good pick. That's that's who I was debating between. Um, I I like Sheeta, but she never really um, just something about her. I always felt like was not clicking for me. I feel like it's happening now, which is a bummer because you're okay. not watching. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> yeah. But she she definitely carried the the division through COVID. Yes. Yep. Much the way John Moxley did with the with the men. Mm-hmm. No. Yep, and, and it was not nearly as talented a roster as it was now, so that was a little not as easy as as it, as it seems like it would have been. Um, all right, so it, I guess that makes this easier for me. I'm going to take Chris Statlander. I'm getting a nice uh, nice fix here of of high end star power with Jade and Britt, but also some some workhorses with Jamie and uh, Chris, who maybe not up to the level of a Sheeta or or even Tony Storm for that matter, but. Uh, you know, two of your two of your girls can't even speak English, right? So, come on, who's gonna watch that? No, nobody. I'm <laughs> I'm screwed. My show's on Saturday nights at eight o'clock. <laughs> um, okay. I want uh, I want Willow Nightingale. Uh, I think she's okay. I think she's 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 having a moment right now, as they say. Do you know that they like basically like switched that finish on the fly with her and Mercedes? I did not know that. Was that because Mercedes got hurt and they're like, mm-hmm. there's no point in me winning the title because I'm hurt? Yeah, Mercedes. Okay. Mercedes was supposed to retain the title. That, or yeah, no, it was to yeah, it was to win. It was to crown a new thing. Yeah, so she was right. She was supposed to win it, and then yeah, Willow ended up winning it and cut like this good, like completely on the fly promo with which, you know, celebrating a victory that she didn't know she was going to have. Yeah. Uh, from, from what I've seen of her, which hasn't been a lot, she's, she's very likable baby face. Um, yeah. we, we know it, it's not, uh, not always easy to, to kind of win the fans over, but I feel like the first match she had on an AEW, she kind of got the fans behind her. So, um, and I, I don't know how, what her age is, but I, I don't feel like she's been wrestling for super long. So I think that there's still a lot of upside in there. Apparently she is 29. Okay. So, 
It's been wrestling since 2015, but you know, it's like, Oh wow. Jesus. Indie, it's indie wrestling. So who knows how many matches right. that is you now? That's like, uh, when you find out that Joey Janela started wrestling in like 2005 or something like that, you're like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, back to me, and now we're getting uh, getting into a mix of, like, I'm not really familiar with some of these girls, and I also haven't seen some of these girls in quite a while. Um, I... I'm going to go with Athena. Oh. Yeah. I was um, going back and forth between uh, Willow and Athena, because I... I don't watch Ring of Honor, but I, I see the clips and she's doing mm-hmm. like she's her. Whatever she's doing in Ring of Honor looks awesome. Yes, I, I think it, it took some time for her because like she came to AEW and it's like, oh, hey, look, it's uh, now I'm blanking on her NXT name. Ember Moon. Yeah. Hey, look, it's Ember Moon and she's still basically Ember Moon, but she's different. Um, and then she kind of. You know, they sent her to the Ring of Honor and were like, hey, how about you do this instead? And she, she did the heel turn. And it, it seems like she's been getting over. And everything I've I've seen on Twitter from the people I follow who watch Ring of Honor have been really praising her. And from what I saw in NXT, I really liked her and thought she was good. So uh, happy to happy to take her. This is, this kind of shows, like I said, this is a, they've got talent on this roster. And mm-hmm. I think they could absolutely and should be doing more. And I'll say it once again that I think... Tony Khan needs to call up Dave Prezak and tell him, like, hey, can you please come book my women's division? But he's not going to do that. So That would be so cool. It would be. And I don't even know if Dave Prezak's doing anything besides occasionally doing commentary for GCW. Like, I, I don't even know if Shimmer's still active or not. I don't think so. I don't even think they're, like, active in the, like, they'll, they'll like, tape, like, five shows at once, twice a year active anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um... I will take uh, Julia Hart, whose work I have very much been enjoying with the House of Black. And she is wrestling now, right? Yeah, here and there. Or, okay. But, you know, she's very young, and I, you know, there's, I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a flyer on her potential. Absolutely. Um, it, you know, they kind of got screwed up because of uh, an injury, right, when they were doing her her big turn to, for the uh, House of Black, but. Um, but from what I saw, like she, she was really good. It's just a character. Um, so, but I can't really speak to her wrestling because I, I haven't seen very many of her matches in AEW. Do you know what year she was born? Um, I think she's like maybe just turned twenty or something like that. So I'll say like uh, two thousand two. She was born in two thousand one. That's disgusting. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's wild. It's going to be even more wild because the person I'm going to take is even younger than her. Oh my god! I'm going to take young Billy Starks. Oh, she's like—is she 18? I think she's 18 years old. Okay. Which is wild to me. To the thought of like me in high school as a professional wrestler. So. You could have been. And something I would have dreamed about because uh, it's which makes it even crazier when you see like, you know, Nick Wayne at 16 say, or 17 have... doing what he's doing. You know, Nick Wayne in the Pacific Northwest, you in the Atlantic Northeast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, I mean, yeah, there was, there's a, I think it was Squared Circle Wrestling that was a thing. I don't know if it still is, but uh, I never watched it or anything. But it was like, it was in the Rochester area and they, they had like the Young Bucks come through and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I could have been wrestling the Young Bucks. Damn. I remember, 
I remember when for a time your dream when you were when you were a young young man was uh, to go to the Russell factory. Yeah, yeah, I did. There was a period of time where I definitely thought like this is what I want to do. Um, go to the Russell factory and uh, learn how to be a piece of shit by from my Quackenbush, <laughs> but uh, uh, it did work out, and uh, I think that's okay. Uh, part of me always kind of wonders like, who knows? Maybe I would have liked it, but also more than likely I would have probably hated it and would have just quit after like a week or two because it, it's not a very uh, not not a job that's good for your health. No, generally, generally not. Yeah. Physical or mental. So I'll, yeah. I'll just continue to, to be a fan and watch from uh, from my couch. Probably a good choice. All right. Uh, last pick of the second round. Okay. So this is me. Yep. This is you. Okay. Uh, um, I guess I will take the the wizened old veteran, thirty year old magical girl Yuka Sakazaki. Is she the one who has the big wacky pants? She's got like genie pants. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's what I thought it was, but I, like I said, there's gonna be some girls that I'm taking that I just I'm not really. Like I might be able to pick them out if I saw their picture, but I, I just, you know, right, yeah. So that that completes the first of three women's rounds. So, um, real quick to recap, uh, I took Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Jade Cargo, Chris Statlander, Athena, and Billy Starks, and Andy took Tony Storm, Rio, Hikaru Shida, Willow Nightingale, Julia Hart, and Yuka Sakazaki. Hell yeah! So that's it's good. Good start for both of us, in my opinion. So now we switch over to tag teams. We've got two rounds for tag teams. This is going to be the first. We'll each have five picks. And um, as a reminder, the Young Bucks and FTR are both off the table. Um, I've just automatically drafted them to uh, to each of us. I get the Young Bucks and it gets FTR, and we'll just use them as the last picks of our second round of tag teams. So you don't have to worry about drafting them. Okay. But you do have the first pick of this. That's good because I am going to pick the team that should still be the AEW Tag Team Champions, the Acclaimed. Oh wow! The most overact in the tag team division. That's that's fair. Um, the reasoning is sound. It's not what I would have done, and I'm I'm glad that you did that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it is pretty wild how uh how much they got over with basically just doing like a john cena 2004 knockoff and uh but hey i guess the people people like talking shit like that that will always get over and um max caster is very very talented and he's very good at coming up with every week coming up with topical stuff but it's also like funny or like, uh, did he just really say that? And uh, he, he really yeah. does not have much of a filter, which I can appreciate. Though there has been a time or two where maybe he went a bit too far. But um, but also they've improved quite a bit in the ring from when they started, which makes it makes them fun to watch from the beginning of their entrance to the end of the match. Yeah, especially Bowens. He's like he's like a little super worker. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's great because like not. Not every tag team needs to have like two two of those guys. Just one does the charisma, and then the other does the work, and it's working out so far for him. Mm-hmm. So Andy foolishly took the acclaimed. 
which allows me to take the Lucha Brothers. Um, I don't really know what needs to be said. They are fantastic. They always deliver. And they've consistently been one of my favorite um, acts in AW. And I think when I mentioned earlier that, you know, sometimes I go a while without seeing a certain guy or a certain team and it bums me out and they're like top of the list for me. I want them on my TV every week in some capacity, six man, eight man tag team singles, whatever, just make it happen. I mean, yeah, that's, they would have been definitely been my second pick. Cause they, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, bu- 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 I will take best friends with my second pick. Um, it's, it's just an act. I like I've always liked. And I think, yeah, I think Trent Barretta has like actual singles potential in that company at some point. Uh, so. I do too. He, he really looks like a, like a smaller Miro sometimes. Yeah. I can see that. Um, and you know, it's, I've, I've been a big fan of Chuck Taylor for a long time and, you know, getting to see him on uh, the Chikara shows I went to back in the, the late two thousands. Um, it's, it's pretty cool to, to see a guy like him, uh, who, you know, famously, uh, got known on the independence for yelling at kids like that was his thing that he did and now he's uh i assume making pretty comfortable money and not having to go out there and bust his ass and do a bunch of crazy matches so really happy for him and uh i can't argue with the pick from from the standpoint of like you probably have the two most two of the most over hacks in the the division but um i'm more than happy to take ozzy open here with my second pick all right I, you know, maybe maybe I don't have the most uh, firepower from like a charisma or promo standpoint with the Lucha Bros and Aussie Open, but I don't care. I'm just going to have excellent tag team matches every single week. Well, you want to talk about somebody with singles potential down the line. Kyle Fletcher is 24 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited to see uh, them when they're, you know, back in action because I think um, Davis is injured right now. I believe I believe you're right. That's okay. I got, I got some, I got time. I can, uh, it's, uh, obviously, yeah, we got a show Saturday, but we'll have plenty of shows in the future and, uh, we can yeah. use them in our singles division in the meantime. So yeah, you can't, de- you. can't debut everybody all at once. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't a all out 2021. Yeah. We'll always have to open all of our Christmas presents at the same time. <laughs> um, let's see. Although it was very exciting that night when we got to, that was that, uh, yeah. Let's see. Goodness. It's a little it's, bit of a drop-off, right? It's kind of thin, like, yeah. you know, at this point. So I guess especially when you take the Bucks and FTR off the table, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it's it's weird, like, like I, you know, I would say Private Party or I would say Top Flight, but, like, both. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I have to take this into consideration. Like, sure. Mark Quinn... Very, very injury prone, and you know both Martins uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> very injury prone. Like, like neither of those teams is like active right now. You know? um, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to take the Hardys because uh, they're, you know, <laughs> you know. I think they might be the last pick. Yeah. Uh, God, you know, I, I guess I'll go with. I guess I'll go with the Guns. I've been liking their stuff lately. Okay. Yeah. They hit a very good 310 to Yuma double man move on uh, Ricky Starks last week on Dynamite. 
I don't know. I just I'm not I'm not big into the guns personally. Um, yeah. Don't think they should have been the tag champs, but you know, I guess sometimes you gotta spice it up and you gotta gotta make it a point that uh, anybody can win certain matches and because it wasn't a long reign at the end of the day, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a little surprised you didn't go Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I know you're a big fan of Double J and Zach, but uh, but he's also not a, a young man. And Jay yeah. Lethal's, uh, like some of these guys, are kind of sneaky old, like he believes in his 40s at this point. So, yeah, Jay's the. Was he, he's the if he's, he's not, gotta, he's got to be late 30s. Yeah, it looks like 38, which is. Okay, 38. Which is so actually sneaky young. Like, I guess so, yeah, and the because he's not like he's wrestling a, a dangerous style. He really hasn't for a long time. I think he's been pretty, yeah, pretty safe. So um, I'm gonna go with the uh, Super Smash Brothers, the other Dark Order team of Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Okay, um, I it's cool that Stu Grayson managed to to come back to AW. He's a guy that when he he left, I was pretty disappointed because I really liked when him liked him when he was able to wrestle, but I also don't blame him for leaving because the dark order kind of became just uh skits and not really doing anything on the main roster. But, uh, I, I think we could definitely, uh, especially if you wanted to break them away from the dark order and, and maybe get them back to more, uh, what they used to do and, and do a lot of the video game stuff, which I, I'm sure would get over with, uh, with fans today. Um, I think they could still, they could still do some stuff in the ring, especially with the, the young bucks or the Lucha bros or Aussie open when they're healthy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Ugh. I guess give me the other Dark Order team. Actually, you know what? Okay. Give me, give me, give me two point I want Parker and Menard. Yeah. At least I got the. You know, like they can, they can do they can like promo. comedy matches with the best friends. <laughs> they absolutely can. Uh, another team that uh, that I watched for a long time from you know little small independence in front of 200 fans or, you know, 200 fans and, and now uh, doing the exact same thing that they did there and, and, and being uh, like prominent, you know, members of a faction with Chris Jericho is pretty wild to think about. And I'm pretty jealous that I'm not going to get Matt Menard doing his uh, talking on my show. Well, I'm, I'm willing to trade you them for uh, the Lucha Brothers. No, I, I will <laughs> we'll keep the Lucha Brothers, but I appreciate okay. the effort. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to take a flyer on the Varsity Blondes here. Um, I. It kind of seemed like they were doing okay for a little while, and then uh, they, for some reason, had Brian Pillman Jr. feud with MJF briefly. I'm like, uh, that's it's not a good idea. It's, he's he's going to kill him, and he kind of did. And then Julia Hart left him, and. I guess they're still a tag team, but um, but I, th- I think there's some upside there. Couple couple athletes, couple good looking guys. Maybe we need to get another manager to talk for them, but they they can they can be something. Would you be surprised to learn, Jeff, that the last time this tag team that you just drafted teamed up was October 21st of 2022? I'm genuinely surprised to hear that, uh, given <laughs> all the shows that they have. Yeah, I don't. It, it's a. Yeah. I think Garrison might have had to get a surgery or something. So I don't, okay. I don't know. That, I don't know that it necessarily means they're broken up forever, but they've they have not been. And actually, believe it or not, 
their opponents in that match. Somebody that uh, we mentioned, we talked about off air and probably will not talk about again on this show. Uh, Cole Carter and QT Marshall. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the fans have been tweeting at me that they want the reunion. So we're going to get it for them. Okay. That's fair. Mm -hmm. Um, at this point, I will take Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad pick. Uh, yeah. You know, don't know how long they're going to be together, but but for now, I think that's probably the best pick you could have made. So um, with my last pick of this round, it's another upside pick, but uh, I'm going to take Top Flight. I'm going to I'm going to hope that they can stay healthy. Maybe they got to tone some stuff down a little bit, but that would kind of kill what they do as a tag team. But we've seen, especially uh, Dante, the kind of talent he's got. I'll never forget that match he had against, uh, I think it was Kenny Omega, the Unbucks, right? In a six-man tag where they gave him a bunch and he looked like a future star. And uh, so I I think they can can get back there, but but we just got to heal up a little bit. We'll be fine. That's round three. Yep, that's round three. So uh, real quick, Andy had the acclaimed best friends, the Guns 2.0, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I had the Lucha Brothers, Aussie Open, Super Smash Bros, uh, Varsity Blondes, and Top Flight. So now we move to round four, which is the upper mid-carters. And I have the first pick in this one. So do you need me to run down the names just real quick? main eventers in fact i'm looking at one or two that maybe should have been bumped up but no uh um, jeff do you want me to do you want me to run down the names real quick just so people know what they're and what the pool is yeah okay yeah, absolutely so for upper mid cards we've got andrade alitalo bandito billy gunn brody king buddy matthews christian cage dan Housen, daniel garcia hook jake hager juice robinson jungle boy jack perry keith lee kanosuke Takeshita, kylo riley Luchasaurus, Mark Briscoe, Miro, Pack, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Roderick Strong, Samoa Joe, Swerve Strickland, Wardlow, and Wheeler Yuta. The uh, by That's far the, the, long, the longest list uh, we have, aside from the uh, the the women's division. Yeah, and like I said, top to bottom, talent everywhere. It's a little nerve wracking to actually have the first pick because you don't want to screw it up. But yeah. Um, I got to go with Pack. Um, Pack obviously, was, he's had to miss some time. Yeah, Pack was my number two, so that's a good, that's a great pick. Yep, um, but consistently uh, excellent matches. Whether he's doing the the Death Triangle stuff, which is obviously still in play for me, which is nice. And uh, anytime he's had a singles opportunity, he's he's done well, and um, he's a guy that I think could easily bump up to the main event level if if we needed him to and. It wouldn't surprise me if we did that in the, in the future. So happy to take him with the number one pick. Well, as I as I continue to consider uh, rescheduling all of my collisions for Cork and Hall, I will take <laughs> Kanosuke Takeshita. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the other guy who was really considering there at the top. Yeah. Um, I mean, all it's the pretty cool. How yeah. quickly uh, it's come together for him, while also still recognizing like how much better he can get, and just the fact that he's going to be working with uh, the guys that he's working with, feel pretty confident he's going to get there. So, 
Um, I think that was a that's an excellent pick. Just turned twenty eight. And already a uh, already almost thirteen years of experience. Yeah, that's wild. Um, <laughs> uh, man, um, I think I am going to stick with the younger, talented guy here because um, there's a lot of guys here who are kind of older, like Keith Lee is old, uh, Small Joe's old, Roderick Strong's old, <laughs> Billy Gunn. Sh- sh- we should just made it him the number one overall pick, honestly. Uh, he and them, Marina Shafir. But uh, I'm going to take Bandito. Ooh, uh, yeah. Um, I'm disappointed I-, I didn't see more of him before I stopped watching because I was hoping he was like, as soon as they signed him, he would just be on TV all the time because they don't really have a bunch of luchadors. They've, they've the ones they have are excellent, but I always thought like they should have really tried to lean more into the the cruiserweight kind of luchador um, aspect of it because that's something that obviously WCW did really well, and we know that that Tony obviously had a lot of WCW influence into what he's done. So I'm disappointed that he wasn't used more. But um, Bandito is just so good; he's excellent mix of of speed and and the power and. Uh, I think I could put together a bunch of great matches with Bandito that that haven't happened yet. And I am going to take take a risk on a a uh, head case uh, rage monster Andrade Elena. Uh, oh, that's okay. I didn't know where you're going with that for a second. Um, I mean, when that guy's on, he's incredible. Oh, yeah, he, he might try to get himself fired by punching somebody, but... Well, I'm not going to draft Sammy Guevara. Uh, so. <laughs> At least not this round, because he's, he's not in this category. <laughs> no, he's not. Um, yes, yeah, when you said, uh, like, Hothead, I, was, I thought you were going, like, Miro, maybe, or something like that, but... Um, I... This is tough. There's like four or five names I want to take. I'm going to go with Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Um, maybe he should have been a main eventer, honestly, given the fact that like the other pillars are main eventers. That's probably he an did, oversight. He did just, you know, he was in that match with those three guys just, you know, like he two was. weeks ago. <laughs> he didn't win, did he? Didn't win. No. And uh, and he does not have uh, maybe the, the charisma and the promo skills that you would want uh, compared to like uh, an MJF or a not that Sam is like the best promo in the world or anything like that, but uh, I, I'm fine taking Jack Perry here. And I, I guess I'm really interested to see if they continue to try and drop the jungle boy and just have him be Jack Perry. But if you do that, what exactly are the fans going to be watching for, you know, like he doesn't have Luchasaurus anymore. Um, it sounds now like, like I'm <laughs> dissing my own pick, but uh but no, he, he's still like a really, really good wrestler and, and he's gotten a lot better since he started and he was already pretty good to begin with. Yeah. I think I think what you're hitting at is that he and they just as you know, as his promoters, just need to kind of figure out what's next for him in a right. in a post like uh jungle savage uh <laughs> persona. <laughs> Which, like, uh, they never really explained what his gimmick was. He was just Jungle Boy. Like, wait, what? Like, he's just, he's from the jungle or he likes jungles or? 
Yeah, I mean, they would they shot a couple videos where he was like, you know, out in the jungle. <laughs> but I, st- I guess that still begs the question: Was he born yeah. there? Does he just like them? But then they're like, oh, also his dad was Luke Perry. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. What a what a man of contradiction. Yeah. Um, I will take with my uh, third pick in this round. Uh, I will take Daniel Garcia, another another young gun, twenty four years old, mm-hmm. who is. Uh, I'm not. A... You're what? I was just gonna say I'm I'm not a big fan. And personally, I I keep waiting to like when I was watching, I kept waiting for the match, and I'm just like I just I don't see it personally. It's it's not for me, but. Yeah. Um, but I understand. Uh, I understand that he's got appeal to certain people and certain styles of wrestling. But it, just for me, I, I didn't. I really never got into it. He had a match with uh, Shibata on Rampage last week that fucking owned Bones. Was it? I assume it was a lot of just like uh, mat work and stuff like that. Mat work and Shibata kicking the shit out of him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't know. Can Shibata? Can he get hit at this point? Or uh, not really, but he can certainly do it out. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah. I guess it's one of those things where they're just like, "You're just so good. I, I don't care if I can hit you. You can just beat the shit out of me. It's fine. I, yeah. I respect it, what what you've done." And all right, so my last pick of this um, this division, I am gonna go with Swerve Strickland. Oh, I like that Ooh. pick. Yeah. Um, There's so many good picks in this round. There, right, that's like, there's going to be guys that were taken the next round. That's like, wait, how how is he not one of the first eight guys taken? Um, this is just, it's a bloated roster. It has been for a while, and they keep adding talent. And, and Swerve, you know, it took him some time to get him going. And uh, I like the tag team with Keith Lee. And, you know, it, I don't really know what's happened since then. I know he's added some some questionable buddies to his group, maybe not the best sign for for your future when you're adding guys like trench he did he has ditched trench and uh parker uh okay good he's now got brian cage and uh the gates of agony and uh, prince Prince nana is he in the embassy or is he just kind of hanging out with them well his group is called they merged it's called now called the mogul embassy the mogul embassy okay so that's that's much better um, oh, it's a huge upgrade from, from Trench, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and it's nice that they uh, they quickly cut their losses on that one and and just move forward. But he's he's so talented, man, uh, and he's like a legit. You know, they've gotten some actual like stars to show up because they know Swerve and they like him. So that's always that's always a good thing, I think, when you're trying to bring in viewers. You're like, hey, this rapper is going to be here, and Swerve knows him, and he might be there, and so we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna we're gonna get all the rap fans are gonna come watch Swerve Strickland and uh, he's also a really good wrestler. Trench was the Trench was the one signing where, like, the one and only time in the history of AEW where I said like, okay, they're signing <laughs> too many people. <laughs> like, yeah. Trench okay. is uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the final pick of this round, I am going to go with uh the man the myth the legend christian cage um who really turtleneck little turtleneck who really really hates you if you have a dead father and he will will fight you over it i just think he's been 
like every Christian promo in this company has been great. And and he also like he doesn't wrestle very often, but when he does, his matches are great too. Yeah, it's it's tough to be uh I don't know if we consider Christian to be a legend or not, but he's like a Hall of Famer for sure. And um to, so naturally it's like the fans want to cheer that guy. This you know, it's kind of the, the Ric Flair thing. Like they could never WWE tried to get and Flair tried to get to be a heel so many times and it never worked because fans are like, You're Ric Flair, we're not gonna boo you. And I think that was kind of like with Christian, like they can't turn him. He's, no one's going to cheer against him. And then obviously doing dead dad jokes is like an easy way to get people to not like you. But I mean, he does it and he's got a great smugness. He's always been a great heel. He's always had great charisma. So, um, it, you know, he wasn't wrestling there for a while because of the concussions, but it kind of allowed him to to save his body. And, and now that he's wrestling every you know, couple months or whatever it is, it's not surprising that that he's having good matches because he's a smart guy. He knows what works, and um, you know, he's like, it's tough because you're you're not going to get the the matches every week from him. You're not going to get the matches every week from MJF, but you're going to have some good ass promos on your show. Yep, and that's and he's going to he's going to elevate guys. That good promos is one of the main things I want on a weekly wrestling show. Absolutely. Um, no doubt. So that concludes the upper mid Carters. The first draft of upper mid Carters. I took Pack, Bandito, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, and Swerve Strickland. Andy took Kanosuke, Takeshita, Andrade, El Idolo, Daniel Garcia, and Christian Cage. And now we move to the fifth round, which is the lower mid Carters, which I anticipate will be one of our quickest drafts because um, <laughs> I don't have much to say about any of these guys. But you have the first pick. And oh, if you want to go over the, the list real quick. Yes. Um, we got AR Fox, Big Bill, Brian Cage. Oh, nope, you're yes. looking at the wrong list there. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Aaron Solo, Action Andretti, Angelico, Anthony Agogo, Ari Davari, Blake Christian, Brock Anderson, uh, Bear Boulder, Bear Bronson, Cole Carter, Fuego Del Sol, Josh Woods, Shoddy Lee Johnson, Michael Nakazawa, Parker Boudreaux, Peter Avalon, Serpentico, Sean Dean, Sonny Kiss, Tony Nice, Trench, and the reality, Zach Clayton. And you're telling me I get to get the first pick? <laughs> My God. I, I could probably give you the first six picks and I wouldn't care. <laughs> I get so lucky. Um, of this crew, I am going to go with uh, the goods, Josh Woods, former Ring of Honor Pure Champion. If if you say so, I do. <laughs> if the history books say so. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I have nothing to add to that. Um, I am going to take Blake Christian, who I've seen a little bit of and uh, has some potential as a, a flippy guy who uh, might have fun matches. And ultimately, these guys are, are not really here to to do much but make make the stars look good and you know if, if one guy breaks out then great but other than that not much else to say okay well that's that's fair i uh uh let's see and i will take uh anthony agogo who is a guy who i do actually think has potential and i don't know why they haven't done anything with him in two years uh because of that cody Rhodes segment yeah probably 
I mean, has he even been on TV since then? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's... Uh, I knew the segment was bad, but geez, like, at least he's a legit, legit boxer with a background. Like, you should be able to develop him on, like, Rampage or something like that, but I guess that's not, just not really in the, the cards right now. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Hey, I will take on Helico, who, uh, <laughs> you know, he did some cool stuff on uh, Lucha Underground like seven years ago. Okay. He jumped off. He jumped off the stage into the ring. That was pretty cool, right? He was on Rampage this week. Um, good lord. Uh. <laughs> No, you know what? I like I like Shoddy Lee Johnson. I'll take Lee Johnson. Plus, he and his he and Julia Hart can stay together that way. Uh, are they a couple or? I believe they're engaged. Oh, okay, good for them. Yeah. Shoddy Lee Johnson uh, of Cody Rhodes's buddy fame, right? Or is that Sean Dean that I'm thinking of? Um. Or are they both? Sh- no, Shotty Lee was in the Shotty Lee was in the nightmare. Uh, was in the That's nightmare what I thought. Okay. Um, all right, I am going to go with uh, Tony Nice, who has a fantastic physique. He counts. <laughs> and, he counts uh, all of his abs before your eyes. He's got a lot of abs, man. And yeah. I mean, what else do you need? He's going to look great. Uh huh. And he, uh, he apparently is like a legit, uh, which would be surprising anyone, but I, I guess he, he does um, like personal training and stuff like that. So if anyone's interested, I, I would, I'd probably recommend talking to Tony Nese. He could probably get you looking pretty good. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. How many more picks do I have to make in this category? <laughs> <laughs> three in this and then six in the next. Or sorry, five in the next and three in this. I have to make... Wait, I have to make three <laughs> more picks? Three more of these this guys. Roster? And then for this roster, we have eight total. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, yeah. Action Andretti. He's, you know, he, he can do he moves. He beat Chris Jericho. He did beat Chris Jericho, yeah. And uh, he might have even question. beat, um, he might even have beat, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, Juice Robinson. Okay, for reasons. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> um, I will, you know, I'm going to take Sunny Kiss because at least he has something different to offer. And yeah. I'm actually surprised that he's, he's still around, still cashing them checks, but uh, good for him. And I mean, at least he's interesting, unlike the rest of the, the rest of these jabrones. Mm hmm. Uh, I will take, <laughs> I'll take, uh, I'll take, uh, I'll take the captain, Sean Dean. I know you want to take trench. I will never take trench. I will quit the game before I take trench. Uh, that's actually possible because when we do our, our second draft of these, these jabronis, which we actually could just do right now, if, if you want to just knock it out, but. Um, I do have the very last pick, so that means I will probably be stuck with Trent. Okay, great, good. Uh, 
No, I want to drag it out until that point. So good. (laughs) Okay. Make me, uh, okay. Make me just do the rest of my draft knowing I got to take trench. Uh, let's see. I will, man, it's tough. Um, I'll go with Fuego del Sol because he can take a really good ass kicking. And that's important when you've got uh, jobbers. You want them to make your stars look look big time. Okay. So I will take... Uh, I'll take Ari Davari. Is he related to Sean Davari? He's his younger brother. Okay. I was going to say that would seem like a very odd coincidence if they weren't, but uh makes sense. Uh, Sean Davari, by the way, very jacked in 2004 Ring of Honor, in case you didn't know. I do seem to remember that. It was like it was like he had to he had to embody both himself and um Muhammad Hassan once Hassan got shit canned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh and he does the flying carpet thing, which is fun and the fans like it. So it's fun. All right. So last pick of this godforsaken round. <laughs> <laughs> I will be taking. I'll take Peter Avalon because he's uh, he's a charismatic guy, and he could find uh, we could find something for him, whether it's uh, the librarian thing or the the wingman thing that he was doing for a while there. He's a he's an interesting guy. Awesome. And he's also yeah he could get his ass kicked. So yeah. All right. All right. Don't, we don't need to recap that round. No, no. <laughs> we don't need to speak of it again. I don't want to. I don't want to be reminded. <laughs> but we will now go to our second run of the women's division, and More I have the. Yeah, it's definitely a much better list of of competitors. So I will. You know, this might be a surprising pick. But I'm going to take Serena Deeb, oh. who I really, really liked um, when she was getting her heel run against, uh, I think it was Thunder Rosa she had a bunch of matches against. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They did, so. good, they did do a good like program. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I think she also had a really good match against Rio on like a pay-per-view pre-show or something like that, that I really enjoyed. And, uh, that, that was a great match. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's a trusty vet and, uh, I can also count on her to help, help the younger girls like the Billy Starks that I have and the Jade Cargills improve and get to be better. Okay. Uh, that makes it my pick. And I'm going to go ahead and close out on the Japanese talents. I'm going to take uh, the elder stateswoman, Emi Sakura, whose act I really enjoy. She's a very good worker. She's old, which is different than the most of the rest of my roster. Mm-hmm. But she can, she's also like an accomplished trainer. So I figure, I figure, you know, like she'll be. She'll be helping out in that way. I think she she did the the dumb uh, gimmick that I really hated. The queen thing. Yeah. yeah. I like queen, but I, I was not a fan. I thought I'm like, okay, what is this all you do? Okay. Do you know that she trained both Riho and uh, Hikaru Shida? I feel like I 
did know that. Okay. Or at least I would say I'm not surprised to, to hear that at all. Um, no. Yeah, for sure. All right, so back to me, and I am going to take someone who's coming off an injury, but was a really interesting, different style of wrestler for the division. And I'm going to say legit Layla Hirsch, who I really wanted to see go to Team Taz as like their girl, but uh, they didn't take any girls into Team Taz, and, and she tore up her knee. But um, I feel like she's got to be coming back pretty soon at this point, right? She's She's been out a while. Yes, I would hope so. Um yeah, you'd think there's got to be some way for her to fit in with a stable as like, yeah, the, like the badass woman of the stable, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, she can. Uh, they want they want to do like a, a four horse women thing. They could they could do that. And she could be one of the horse women. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got another one available if you want to take her. That's true. <laughs> I, did, <laughs> I, did, I you know I enjoyed her match on Bloodsport. Uh, yeah, that, that was enjoyable, actually. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to take uh, Ty Mello. Old pregnant Ty Mello. Pregnant Ty Mello, yeah. The home wrecker. Oh, <laughs> stiff. Uh, no, it's fine. It's uh, it's completely, completely normal to propose and then uh, break up like six months later and then you're dating a girl like oh, a week later it's fine um nothing weird happened okay yeah that's uh, his fault not hers yeah no tay's um before she got pregnant and stuff she was kind of finding her a real niche as as a heel and she's definitely got um <laughs> finding finding her niche as a deathmatch wrestler <laughs> <laughs> she uh she does stand out um with the yeah the background she's got and um you know you might not have her for yeah uh you might not have her for the next year or so but uh but she's also proven to be a very good uh character and you can you can put you can put her on screen and she'll she'll bring in some some eyeballs for sure very very nice looking lady Mm -hmm. um so back to me and I oof, it seems crazy that we haven't taken Ruby Soho or uh, is it Soraya? Yeah, I, I always thought of Soraya. Soraya sounds weird, but um, but I'm not going to take either of them. I am going to take. Skin tough. Um. Kind of a little bit of a fall from grace for her from being like the dominant woman in the company to having to do stuff with Vicky Guerrero that I didn't care for. Um, but she's she's good at being a monster heel. And uh, I like it when she just pops up out of nowhere and says, bitch. So we can maybe start doing that again. I don't think you I don't think you said who you were taking. I said Nyla Rose. Oh, I did. I did not hear that. Okay, I I, I knew who okay, you meant, yeah. but I didn't. I didn't know if you just okay. like didn't say it. Okay. Okay. If I didn't, yes, Nyla Rose was my next pick. I like Nyla Rose. I I do really like it when she says "surprise bitch," which she's done two like two years in a row. I hope she does it sometime this year to continue the streak. Um, it's a good gimmick. 
it is a good gimmick. It's like it's like Sting taking off a mask to reveal Sting. <laughs> I will uh, I will counter you, and I will go ahead and take. Um, who the hell is Harley Cameron? Oh, she's the QTV. I have no idea. Okay, she's yeah, she's she's uh she's in the QTV stable. Um, I am going to take Ruby 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 Soho. I was gonna say you can't take Rio again. It's not how it works. <laughs> as much as you might like to, um, I, you know, I guess she's kind of found a much better landing spot in this uh, this outcast stable instead of trying to be a babyface when the crowd turned on her. But yeah, I like the outcast. Uh, it was it was a rough it was a rough start, but I think they're good. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you. Uh, yeah, I guess technically you have two of the three, so you can continue that right now. Um, and you'll probably be able to, because I don't think I'll be taking Soraya, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Kira Hogan, who I have not been able to see a lot of her in AEW, but from what I saw when she was in Impact, she's very talented. And, they, you know, I think they kind of put her in a tough spot when she was supposed to be Jade's one of the baddies, but she was like already been wrestling a while and was like a better wrestler and more established outside. So um, kind of a step down for her, but um, but I think she can, I think she can go a little bit in the ring and I'll give her the opportunity over on, over on my show. I think I just did something. I messed up something in the row J. Uh, I do see it's gray. Um, no, that was me. That was you. You should be fine. That's just Kira Hogan. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Then I will. Am I my last pick for this round? Uh, no, you've got you got three more. Okay. Uh, this is gonna take a while, Jeff. <laughs> I, I'm uh, very aware of that. Uh, okay, uh, I will go ahead and complete the set. I'll take Soraya to get the outcast together. That's fair. Um, you know, not for me, not a not a fan, but you keep your stable together. You you get your your top heel group, and definitely a good good group of uh, appeals for your baby faces to go up against. Did you did you happen? I know that you you don't watch the product much anymore, but. Did you happen to uh, see or hear about when she uh, she called the fans in one of the cities they were in stinky twats? And then she realized <laughs> what she had said, and then she just passed the microphone to Tony. I didn't hear that. She got, she got she got fined. Yeah, we're not in the UK, there, darling. We can't uh, can't quite say that stuff. Yeah. But hey, she's a heel, you know, she's doing her job. And I'm sure yeah. she got got heat for it. So Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty incredible. <laughs> uh I will go with another younger girl who's shown a little bit and um you know at this point it's kind of a mix of like older women who not sure how much you're gonna get out of them versus younger girls with upside. So I'm gonna take sky blue. Very nice looking, very uh, very energetic. Yes, very uh, very nice looking girl. 
Um, I will take. Oh boy, um, I'll take Anna J. I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, unite uh, Tay J. Okay. Um. Yeah, kind of. Kind of feel like she was on a little bit of a tra- trajectory, and then that kind of leveled off a little bit. So she might just not be that good, but it's possible. But I like. I like that act. Okay. Uh, so last pick of this round, I am going to, I'm going to take Taya Valkyrie. Wow. Thunder Rosa is still there. Uh, poor Thunder Rosa. Taya Valkyrie, uh, no Valkyrie has so much charisma. She does. And, uh, maybe I'm just kind of biased because I've been seeing her on like Lucha Underground, which granted was, was a little while ago, but, uh, she's very capable there and, from what little I saw of her in Impact, and I saw her on one of the WrestleMania weekend shows, and she still looked like she was doing pretty well. So um, I'll take Taya Valkyrie and add her to my division as a, as a veteran who can also maybe get in there with the, the younger girls, the, the Sky Blues and the Layla Hirsch's and Billy Starks and, and help them get better. And with my final pick of this round, I will take the super bad girl, Penelope Ford. She's one of the ones like her and the bunny both. I'm kind of surprised they're still there just because they've been there for so long and they don't really get to do a lot. But um, I have to imagine it's probably pretty easy to work, honestly. Isn't it weird that there was a time in wrestling and it wasn't like that long ago, but like long, like before we were wrestling fans where like people would just like go to a company and work there for like a year and then leave and go work for another company. And now people just <laughs> stay in the same place for like 15 years. It's very weird. It's probably um, not healthy. you like, really, you know? <laughs> no. And it's, it's also like, I mean, I'm, I don't know how much money they're making, but is that money that's even being used that well? Like when you could presumably find someone else that might offer more to you, but by all counts, you know, Tony Khan's yeah. at least a good dude, and he, he honors contracts and pays guys when they're hurt. And he so does. That's not the that, worst and, thing. No, and that's great. But I do think that there is like the, the, you you do miss out on like things like like and we've seen examples of it. Like Drew Drew McIntyre got fired, and then he went and like unlocked something in himself, and yep. and came back and got to main event. Like Cody left for like four years, and. Mm-hmm and became like a much bigger star than he was ever going to be allowed to in the first WWE run and came back and got to be a main eventer, you know, like you, you do miss out on people breaking out of the mold that they've been kind of put into and then, and then being able to come back as a bigger star. Yeah. It's, um, it's a testament to, to those guys that you mentioned and, um, who knows? Maybe if, if, uh, but then again, it's like, what kind of market is there for the bunny or for Penelope Ford? Like, I don't think WWE's going to hire him. So might as well just yeah, stay here and they can work with their husbands. And as crazy as it sounds, the bunny and Penelope Ford are too old to get hired by WWE <laughs> for that division at this point, you know, because yeah. they yep. just they have, they have like 30 girls in NXT who are like, you know, 25 or under who they can yep. call up any minute. More athletic and mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. So um, that wraps up the second women's round. Uh, so I took Serena Deeb, Layla Hirsch, Nyla Rose, Kira Hogan, Sky Blue, Taya Valkyrie, Andy took Emi Sakura, Taya Mello, Ruby Soho, Soraya, Anna Jay, and Penelope Ford. 
So now we go to our mid carters, which you started to list uh, previously, but uh, that was for the Rhine division. So I'm going to go ahead and list who we got for this division. Yes, it is actually a shorter list um, and full of much better talent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. We got, uh, yes, we got AR Fox, Big Bill, Brian Cage, Dustin Rhodes, Ethan Page, Kip Sabian, Commander, um, Lance Archer, Lee Moriarty, Matt Seidel, Ortiz, Preston Vance, QT Marshall, Roosh, Santana, Satnam Singh, Scorpio Sky, and Sean Spears. Yes, I cannot believe some of these guys are like, I did not know Sean Spears was still under contract, but. Yeah, he I recently came some... back. Yeah. Cash them checks, buddy. Yeah. Um, so you do have the first pick of this group. Okay, I am going to pick someone who I've really been enjoying lately, uh, and that is the work of Big Bill. Big Bill, the former Big Cass. Yeah, uh, he's been he's man. been showing up and showing out lately. What a turnaround for him from uh, the the issues he had with uh, his alcohol addiction and like getting his ass kicked by um, God, what's his name? I can't remember who works for AW now, but um, it's like a backstage guy. But um, I don't even remember put, this. Oh yeah, I can't. I, uh, he, he was not like a he's not like a, a known name or something like that. But uh, yeah, he was backstage and he was causing problems and he just got straight up knocked out by uh, by somebody. And uh, now here he is and looks he's in tremendous shape. Cashed in on a. TNA run and got to AW, which for impact, you know, it's kind of what happens for the most part. Guys go there and girls go there to, to get noticed and then they move on to other things. But um Oh, was it was it Pat Buck? It was Pat Buck. Oh my goodness, that is embarrassing. That's a little guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone's little when you're big cat or your uh, your big bill here, but um, Yeah, man, Bill Watts would have fired them like on the spot. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I am going to take someone who I've only seen a handful of times, but every time I've seen him, I've been super impressed, and I'm going to take Commander. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Continue to add to my uh, my division of luchadors with Bandito and the Lucha Bros. Um, he's made a name for himself, I feel like, in the, in the few matches he's had in AW, and uh, he's very, very exciting. Yes, like you were saying earlier, the, like the, the like with when you drafted Bandito, that you wish there was more lucha influence, and it, it seems like it is starting to creep in with you know because they have him, they have Commander now, and like Vikingo is getting booked on a, like a semi regular basis. So it does seem like that is starting to happen. And they've got guys like Roosh and Andrade when they want to use them. So. And speaking of, my next pick is Roosh because oh. I, I am a big Roosh guy. Formerly of AAA, yeah. Apparently, very, very recently, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess not surprising if you follow the the Lucha guys on Twitter, but um, yeah, Roosh is a. There's something about him that maybe it's just because he like he's built like a brick shit house and he just beats people up, which is kind of a fun contrast to to most of the Luchadors that they have that you know are more the more the flippy kind. But um, he's got he's something really, to him. He's really good at catching too, which is very important. You got to be able to catch. Um, yeah. Maybe not. Uh, maybe he's not uh, Taurus, but uh, you know, yeah, it's pretty solid. Um, 
so I am going to. There's a couple of these guys that I know you're going to take, and I have no interest in anyway. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'm going to take AR Fox. Okay. Uh, it took him a while, but it's pretty cool that he's finally getting an opportunity on uh, on a level like this. You know, guy worked really hard on the indies for a long time. CZW, PWG, has a move called Low Main Pain, which is stupid. And uh, the move itself is even stupider, but um, but he's really fun. And uh, I, I enjoyed what I saw of him in the, the six-man tags that he was doing, and He's he's a pretty pretty capable vet who can do some pretty fun stuff and uh, you know maybe he's not a, a luchador necessarily but he can definitely get in there and mix it up with those guys and have some fun matches for me. Very well done. Uh, I will take uh, Tiger Style Lee Moriarty. Who did I just see him? He had a he had a, had a really good match on. Um, that rampage too. It was like it was like four types match rampage. God, I I know what you're talking about because it looked like actually a pretty good card for a rampage. It was like oh, a it was it was, uh, was Zack Saber Junior. It was Zack Saber yeah, Junior. Okay. Yeah, I bet that was good. It was um, very good. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a guy that uh, I kind of remember when like they brought him in and it seemed like maybe they might tease something where Danielson was going to take him under his wing. Because remember they had the match on TV, but. Um, Kind of Daniel Garcia is like the one that's, or maybe I guess it's Wheeler Yuta probably that sort of took that spot. But uh, Lee Moriarty is, is a really, really good, talented guy, and he's still I think super young. So they, they've mm-hmm. got so many, not just like obviously they've got a lot of talent, but they've also got a lot of young talent that you know might might not be their time right now, but two three years from now you could look at it and say like, well they look look at these guys that they've got. Yeah. So. Um, I'm going to take man. I don't think Ethan Page. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of, of Ethan Page, but he's more than capable. He's a really effective heel, which maybe I have too many baby faces, honestly. I feel like I've got a lot, but um, he can get in there and he can he can rile up the crowd and um, you know, maybe he's not Josh Alexander, but, uh, but he's fine. I will take, uh, you know what? Give me the one in a billion. Give me Satnam Singh. The true I, Punjabi uh, giant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I knew he'd be one of your guys. Um, Already, he was at a house show doing some some wacky stuff. So that sounds like it's fun. <laughs> he, was, he was Fargo strutting on the apron. Yep, that's that's good stuff. I won't I won't lie. I'm not not a fan of uh, big uh, big giants who can't move or do anything at all. But uh, I, you know what? Though? I he's, get like, it. he's he is a more mobile like he's not a bodybuilder giant. He's a he's a he's a basketball player giant. Yeah, but still, you get to be that tall. You just there's only so much you can do, you know. I'm just saying he's like ten times more mobile than Kali was. Well, yeah, but uh, but great Kali provided his own kind of entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so the last pick of this round, 
just a lot of like old dudes or guys who are injured all the time. So, um, mm. but I'm going to take Santana, who's come off an injury, and uh, I, back I, soon. I really, yeah, and I really thought that that they they had something with him. Like, remember he was doing these promos, like he's a heel, but he's doing like these big babyface promos, talking about like how his dad died and he's doing this for him and all this. And yeah, it felt kind of out of place just because he's he's supposed to be at this this heel part of like a. I think it was Salim's in the inner circle, but um, there was something there with him, and um, he definitely put on some weight. He could be like a like a, a heavyweight kind of wrestler when he comes back. And uh, I like Santana. It'd be nice if he and Ortiz could be friends again and then tag, but uh, that's probably not going to happen. So I'll take him here as a singles guy. Yeah. All right. So now we go to another one, which should go pretty quick. This is just for fun to break things up a little bit. We go into the managers slash announcers. Um, so we have Arn Anderson, Don Callis, Excalibur, Jake Roberts, Jim Ross, Smart Mark Sterling, Sanjay Dutt, Stokely Hathaway, Taz, and Tony Schiavone. Um, so kind of either take the best manager or take the best commentator. And I'm just going to take the best commentator, so I'm going to take Excalibur here. Okay, I'm going to take Stokely because yeah. I think he's the best manager, and I think in a pinch he could also be a great color commentator. I think so, too. That's who I was strongly debating. Um, so then I'm going to just go ahead and take Taz because Taz and Excalibur are a fantastic team. I kind of wish they were just the full-time team without Jim Ross, but um, maybe someday. Yeah. Um, give me... Tony Schiavone. I can cobble together a team. <laughs> You're going to have to. Yeah. Uh, uh, He's been calling yeah, moves uh, lately, and it's weird. <laughs> That's not your thing, man. Yeah. I will... It's like if Tony Schiavone says the word Gammon Geary, or like, stop it. Now I'm picturing that. That's funny. Uh you know, he's maybe not the best promo right now, but I know he's capable of it. So I'm going to take Arn Anderson. Because um, we know what he's capable of doing. And uh, his, yeah. his Four Horsemen promo is one of my favorites of all time. So I'll take Smart Mark Sterling. I think he, he I really get a kick out of him. I think he's super underrated. I think he could definitely be doing more than, than the Jade Cargill thing. Yeah. I will just go ahead and take Don Callis. Um, guy knows how to get heat. Oh my god! Period. I mean, you you like, you heard you at least heard about that segment from the night after the pay per view, right? Yes, like the fans, like he couldn't even hear him over the fans, right? When he was in there yeah. with uh, Takeshita, yeah, crazy. Um, so I have one more pick for this round. Uh, you'll have two more. Oh, okay. We just get all these out of the way. Okay. Um, yeah. Give me Sanjay Dutt so I can have my whole wacky Jarrett crew together. <laughs> yeah, you can. It's nice how that works out. Yeah. Uh, all right. So <laughs> I'm going to saddle you with Jim Ross and I'm going to take Jake Roberts. Okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> Jared, I mean, you need I can... to kind of need them anyway, but. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, your commentary might not be the best, but. Uh, but Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross, they've got they've got chemistry. They know they've worked together in the past. So, so Jeff, you took uh, Excalibur, Taz, Arn Anderson, Don Callis, and Jake Roberts with that round, and I took 
Stokely Hathaway, Tony Schiavone, Smart Mark Sterling, Sanjay Dutt, and um, against my will, Jim Ross. <laughs> if you want to sub him out for someone, I'll give you ten. I'll give you ten seconds to think about someone to to swap him out for. Ian Riccoboni. All right, I regret that, but I'll go ahead and I'll write him in for you. I Thank guess you could have taken Nigel too. Uh, yeah. All right. I don't know if I spelled that right, but uh, there well, you go. I'll know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we move to our last tag team division. I think you did spell that tag team round. I think you did. Yeah, I okay. think you nailed it. Yeah. Shout out to me. Um, so there's only uh, six tag teams left because we've already penciled in the Young Bucks for me and FTR for Andy. Yep. And I do have the first pick of this round. So, you know, kind of pick it through the scraps here. But I will take the Dark Order of Alex Reynolds and John Silver. Um, you can get you can get some fun matches out of these guys and get some, some I, wacky segments. I think John Silver is like really talented. He's unbelievably charismatic. It's uh, every time they gave him an opportunity on AEW, like he killed it. And the fans got super into everything he did. His hot tags were great. Um, His hot tags are like, he's, he does like, he does like pack hot tags practically. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. He's, he's excellent. Um, Give me the the dark order. Sorry. Give me the kingdom. Very, uh, very, bowl of cheerios but uh, i get it yeah and and you do get maria who's who's still um impossibly good looking in her uh, 40s yeah what a woman yeah seriously an all-timer that one Mm -hmm. very very nice so i will go with the gates of agony who uh i feel like i should like them just because they're you know at least one of them's like Samoan and they just kind of kick people's asses and they finally, they, they finally worked for me. Um, like two weeks ago, they had a match against, um, Derby and, uh, orange Cassidy. And Mm -hmm. it was, it was like really, really good. Yeah. And I think they're still relatively young in the business. Like I think they, I feel like they were in Ring of Honor before Tony Khan bought bought it. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but um, no, they were. They definitely were. Okay, yeah. so so yeah, I'll, I'll go with them and in hopes maybe they can be something down the line. I will take the Hardy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? They they'll they'll get you some pops. All right. Yeah, yeah. And and Jeff will kill somebody with a swanton bomb, but. Yeah. But the other guy is not going to care at all. He's going to be like thrilled. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Private Party because I do not like the Butcher and the Blade, and I never did. I'm like pretty Butcher and Blade agnostic, so that's fine. I don't, I don't, I don't have the same feeling as when you stuck me with Jim Ross. <laughs> but also credit to uh, the Butcher for like getting in ridiculously good shape at his age. That's that's impressive. Yeah. All right, so that completes the tag teams. Uh, so overall I ended up with uh, the Lucha Brothers, Aussie Open, Super Smash Bros, RC Bonds, Top Flight, Dark Order of Silver and Reynolds, uh, the Gates of Agony, Private Party, and the Young Bucks. Andy ended up with the acclaimed Best Friends, the Guns 2.0, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, the Kingdom, the Hardys, Butcher and the Blade, and FTR. 
cool. So, you know, it's like when you put literally all the tag teams together, it's an excellent division, but it does, definitely does feel like there's a drop off after the first like five or six teams. Yeah. But, and, they've, and they've broken up a lot of good teams over the years, too. They have, but but you can also always, you know, team guys up again. Yeah. Or create new teams if you want to. So um, now we move to our second upper mid-carders round. And you have the first pick. Okay. Upper mid-carders is, that is, ooh, that's column K? Yep. Okay. Okay, I will take, I'll take Mark Briscoe. Um, I, I know he's been uh, doing some single stuff now, and I know he was with a, uh, he's kind of in the middle of a feud between a couple tag teams, right? Yes. Jarrett and Lethal and then uh, FTR, I think, right? And, yeah, but still, like, uh, like what a what a talent with tons and tons of experience and still a less than 40 years old, so. Yeah, um, it's, it's been crazy watching the Briscoes from uh, the beginning in Ring of Honor when they're, you know, 18 and 17 years old, like how good they were so quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just, you know, it just sucks that uh, that Jay's passed away and they finally like they finally get the briscoes up and and then this happens and we're not able to to show them to like the rest of the fans who weren't really able to watch the briscoes over the years because they're really truly like one of the best tag teams of this last you know 20 30 years easily oh for sure i mean i think i think Um, probably like of all time really when you if you really look just because of the longevity absolutely like outside of a year and a half span where they didn't work, they were pretty consistent and having great matches. And I haven't, didn't really get to watch much of them during the, the 20 odds, just because I didn't watch Ring of Honor. And that's where they pretty much primarily worked, but um, super, super talented guys. And it's, it's cool that Mark's finally getting an opportunity. And uh, I know he's the match he had with, with Jay Lethal was, was pretty good mm-hmm. when he made his debut and uh it's, it's good that, that he's getting an opportunity to, to do single stuff so uh for me i am going to i'm gonna take brody king um he's he's a guy who's kind of sneaky old he's like mid-30s um but he's a guy that uh <laughs> what's that but he rules but yeah he rules um i've been watching him for a while since yeah, uh, since he was in PWG, and um, pretty pretty cool to to see him come in and and immediately get over the way he has, and and just everything he does looks great, and he kind of wrestles like a, like a big man, but also with enough athleticism that it works without looking too ridiculous. So uh, I think he's he's been a great fit with with Malachi Black, and I think he'd be totally great as a singles guy too when the time comes. I will take Hook with my next pick. Um, he's been kind of doing the same thing for about two years, which, you know, we, you yeah. know, we can, we can, we can get him doing something else. That's not, that's not a problem. I think there's a lot of, a lot of promise there and he's already like mad over. So. Oh yeah. One, one of the best debuts ever. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, and I know we, we talked about like, you know, what do we do with him and what do they do with him? And Tony was just like, I oh, will just keep doing literally the same thing. And 
but yeah, no, no one's turned on him. So I guess, I guess it's fine, but, yeah. um, but yeah, at some point you gotta, you gotta do a little bit more. It's kind of like we were talking about with, with Jack Perry. So, <clears throat> uh, for me, I'm going to, I'm going to take Wheeler Yuta. Okay. Young, young Wheeler. Um, man, the, the matches that he had with, with Moxley in particular were excellent. And it's nice to see that they brought him into the, the Blackpool Combat Club, and it, it doesn't really feel like, oh, it's just Wheeler Yuta. It's like he actually changed like everything that he did. And wrestles a whole, completely different style, and he just he fits in so well with those guys. And I, I thought he was okay when he was with best friends. I hated his pants, but um, <laughs> but when they kind of picked him to be the guy, I was like, I don't know about this, but he had the match with that that match he had with Moxley, and ever since then it's been uh, smooth sailing for him. So excited to have another super young guy here with with a ton of upside and star power potential in the future. Yeah. Uh, speaking of folks who wrestle completely different styles from everyone else, I would like to pick Kyle O'Reilly. With his broken freaking neck. His broken freaking neck, that's right. He's going to get back. He's going to be just fine. And and he's a guy that, like, with his style, he can probably tone it down a little bit with all the, the kicks and the head drops and just do his submission stuff and still be really good and interesting, I think. Yeah, he's like really good at making fake jujitsu look cool. <laughs> um, all right, so I will go ahead and just take Buddy Matthews, complete the House of Black. Good idea. Um, super jacked. I still don't think he should change his name because Buddy just doesn't fit. But yeah, um, you know your name is your name, right? Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and take. Uh. Jeez. I'll t- I know he's old, but I love him, so I'll take Samoa Joe. <laughs> I could have applied that to, like, three different guys on here. Yeah. I mean, he can still promo. He can still work mm-hmm. some. And, you know, worst case scenario. And, like, and, you know, he was a good – he was actually a good uh, commentator in WWE. So he he's, was, got, yeah. he's got versatility as far as things he can do for the company. Yeah. And even if you just have him, like, just – beat the shit out of like your jobbers it's gonna be totally fine and good yeah, good use of you need a couple guys like that yeah. yeah yeah um oh man i can't believe this guy's still here actually uh, i'm gonna take ricky starks yeah it just i i know the i know there's talent there he just he just doesn't do it for me no wow okay interesting i yeah. don't know if i've ever heard that take from you before but yeah. um that's fine we're we're allowed to have different opinions uh I, I see the the star power. I see the he's really good in the ring, like much better than I thought he'd be. And uh, I like his spear a lot. He's got a great spear. Um, yeah. I don't like I don't like that he has two hometowns though, and he, he uses that like no, you've got one hometown. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't you can't fake be like New Orleans, but also be like I'm actually from Texas. You can't do that. Yeah. Um, I would like to take uh, Roderick Strong with my last pick of this round. A guy that we've talked about is maybe one of the most underrated, like best wrestlers of the 2000s and 2010s, I guess, right? Oh, yeah, I think so. Pretty consistent bangers and very rarely has a bad match. I think he's kind of 
for you, I think he's what I thought El Generico was forever before he went to like WWE. He just you can never find a bad El Generico match. And it's probably true of Roger Strong too. He just always has good matches and he's up there in age a little bit, but it's not like he's been <laughs> working a, a lot lately. So yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So my last pick, I'm going to take Miro. who I'm, I'm a little surprised you did not take already. Um, weird, really weird run in AW, like, like excellent promos and vignettes and stuff and like really fun matches. And then just these periods where he just doesn't wrestle forever. And there's this weird energy of like, does he not want to be there? Or does Tony Khan not have anything for him? So maybe he's a little bit of a headache to deal with. I don't know, but when he's there, he can absolutely perform. Well, the reporting was that, you know, there was, there were plans for him and he didn't like those plans. So Mm -hmm. They were just like, okay, well, I mean, you can just go home until we come up with something else for you. And and it yeah. looks like the else they came up for was needing two more hours of primetime television to fill. So. <laughs> yeah, and probably you would assume he's going to be a featured guy. I believe there was a segment where he went into like Tony's office, right, or something to that extent. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. I think, and he's on he is on the uh, the collision ads. So okay. So yeah, maybe he's just going to be a featured guy there, and uh, good for him. I, you know, he's a talented guy, but yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so now uh, to recap that, you took Mark Briscoe, Hook, Kyle O'Reilly, Samoa Joe, and Roderick Strong. I took Brody King, Wheeler Yuta, Buddy Matthews, Ricky Starks, and Miro. So now we are on our last Mint Carters round. So I have the first pick, and I am going to. Uh, I'm just going to take Matt Seidel. I know he's gotten banged up at times, but he's still a very good wrestler and um, good good locker room guy. And uh, he'll, he'll help out the younger guys and show them what to do and also teach them not to try to smuggle synthetic pot into Japan. Yes, that is very important. Um, I will take... Um, ah, give me... Give, give me the, the, the Swolverine, Mr. Get My Shit In, Brian Cage. Uh, he's a weird guy. There's some times where he looks really fun, and other times I'm like, you're doing, you're doing too much. I do. I just do like the idea of a of a moves guy being that big. <laughs> you know? Because like, he's got to be like the biggest moves guy there's ever been. He does. And like it is genuinely like super impressive the the moves and the the stuff he can do like um the the deadlift uh suplexes that he's been doing does he still do those or or no where he's like on the middle ropes and he picks the guy up from the apron and holds him yeah he still does that yeah okay yeah that's a great spot so and he's like he's the only guy who was like taken up the mantle of like yes i will i will do the steiner screwdriver somebody has to (laughs) But his his all look pretty bad, but I guess it's better than him dropping guys directly on their head. So Yeah. <laughs> I mean the move looks pretty shitty, but good job protecting him. <laughs> uh I will go with um I'll go with Dustin Rhodes. Uh take another veteran here who I you know he's a guy that like every time I, I see a Dustin Rhodes match from any era, I'm like, okay, that was fine, but I know some people just go crazy for him. So, you know, technically proficient and uh, 
still surprising he didn't go with with Cody back to WWE, but uh, I guess yeah. he's he's more happy to to be here and do his thing. He had that, you know. I really really liked the Dustin Cody match from from the original Double or Nothing. I thought that was amazing. Yes. And that was a very good match. And I actually I really it was long, but I really liked the uh, the Roses Don't versus me. the Bucks match. No, that match you was not good. You're wrong. You didn't like that? Okay, maybe I need to revisit no. it. I I liked it a lot. At I, the time. I did not like it at all. Okay. But you do have uh, the next pick. I will take, jeez. Uh, uh, I like Scorpio Sky. I'll take Scorpio Sky. He's probably like a little past his peak at this point, but I, I really enjoyed him in early AEW. Yeah, I uh, I wonder if you could go back, would you still have booked him and Kazarian to be the first tag team champions, or would you have gone with someone else? Um, <clears throat> I think I'd have probably gone with Lucha Brothers. And then, and then you have like, and then you have the young bucks chase them for, for like a, a couple of pay-per-view cycles. Yeah. I, I get why they wanted to kind of throw a, a swerve at you and it was a very good match, but uh, I also kind of look at that as, um, you know, Santana and Ortiz never got a title run. And I'm like, maybe that would have been a good use of them because you were trying to build up new stars and they main evented your first show. So I kind of thought maybe that would be a, a good way to, to get them over, but alas, it was uh, these two 40 year old guys with Christopher Daniels. So. <laughs> well, Scorp, Scorp was quite a bit younger than Kazarian. Was he? Uh, yeah. Scorpio Sky is, um, he just turned 40 actually a couple months ago. Okay. Okay. So I guess he would have been like 36. Yeah. 36. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. All right, so for my next pick, I am going to take Lance Archer, who is still in the company. Yeah. And uh, I think he said something like he got hurt and he didn't just didn't want to tell everybody his business, it, which I, that's fine. I, I get that. And I, and I know that Tony Khan is like a nice guy for not, you know, because, you know, you shouldn't share independent contractors, personal health information like like right. like legally you shouldn't. But it does when when they're so secretive about injuries it does create these situations where Tony Khan gets like really shit on unfairly by people online being like, Oh, why is, why is Lance Archer just like being wasted sitting on the bench? You know, Mm -hmm. I think I would uh, would not do a very good job dealing with that kind of thing gracefully. If I were Tony Khan. (laughs) Well, no. And and Tony's got enough uh, weird uh, quirks already. So I, I don't think you want to add more to his plate. Like imagine Tony Khan talking injuries, like with a press scrum. I mean, he'd probably be fine with it because I'm sure he has to do that with, uh, you know, he does that with like football and soccer. But not really. Like he, he doesn't do, he doesn't talk to the media with with the Jaguars. Doesn't he? No. Okay. I I don't really know. <laughs> no, no, he's not, he's not a coach. They don't, they don't talk to any of those front office guys. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess my point is at least then, it's like if everything was transparent, it's like, like I just remember yeah. Jim Ross used to have that his, his WWF.com column every week, the Ross report, where it'd just be like yeah. a laundry <laughs> list of like, well, this guy looks like he's probably coming back here pretty soon. And um, right. what's his name? Just got, uh, you know, surgery on his torn ACL. So he was going to be out a while. And he was very, yeah. it was very transparent. Yeah. You don't have to like um, put the guy's like medical records and upload them online. Because it's like, yeah, Lance is uh, he's working through a knee injury and, uh, we love him. We can't wait for him to come back, and he'll be back when he's ready. That's that's all I have to say. 
Yeah, I guess my point is I could not be as online a person as Tony Khan is and <laughs> and deal with that. Like I would have to just like be like, okay, I'm just I'm not going to use Twitter. Like <laughs> Right. <laughs> All right. So I took Lance Archer. Um yeah, good okay. good good big man. He can he can do some brawls and stuff and uh he's what a what a talent, super talented guy, yeah. Um <clears throat> sorry, I'm starting to lose my voice here. Um Let's see. You know what? This field is not too strong. I'll take Kip Sabian so she can he can so Penelope Ford can have her husband around. Uh, remember when he uh, was doing the paper bag thing and it all led to him just kind of getting a title shot against Pack or whatever, and it's like, wait, what? Yeah, it was a good use of uh, a year of his time. Yeah, it really. Uh, and the fans were like, wait, who is that? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, that's Kip Sabian. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, that was a weird, weird choice. Um, I will go with Ortiz, um, another guy that I feel like I have not even before I stopped watching. I feel like I never saw him anywhere, and um, like maybe I can get him and Santana to team again and, and be buddies. I believe in you. I think you can do it. Yeah. Um, I will take. Uh, oh God, I'm gonna get stuck with QT Marshall. I know it. Um. <laughs> I will take Preston Vance. He's big and, um, you know, he's big. <laughs> <laughs> Good looking guy, though. Yeah. Um, I will actually take QT Marshall because I hate Sean Spears more. Oh, okay, cool. I don't mind Sean Spears and, at all. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, QT, uh, he's a good heel. Maybe he's, he's also a guy who's, who's on Twitter too much, but. Uh... Yeah. All right, so that completes the mid-carters and. Uh... I ended up overall with Commander, A.R. Fox, Ethan Page, Santana, uh, Matt Seidel, Dustin Rhodes, Lance Archer, Ortiz, and QT Marshall. Andy ended up with Big Bill, Roosh, Lee Moriarty, Satnam Singh, Brian Cage, Scorpio Sky, Kip Sabian, Preston Vance, and Sean Spears. Cool. So we are down to four more rounds. This next one will be by far the quickest. It's the lower mid-carders, mm-hmm. which we each have five picks and a bunch of jabronis, so... I don't expect uh, much of an explanation for any of these, so just go ahead and pick your first guy. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, give me uh, Brock Anderson. Allegedly, our Anderson's son. <laughs> <laughs> but I you mean, wouldn't know it. I mean, well, I guess he sense. looks a lot like him, but yeah. <laughs> that's about where it stops. Yeah. Uh, I will take Aaron Solo, because I believe he at one point was engaged to Bailey. That's true. So, you know, he must know something about pulling pulling ladies. Yeah, exactly. Um, So he's obviously a a smart, confident guy. uh, I'll take Bear Boulder. All right. I will not fight you for him. I will not. I will not take Bear Bronson so that you can reunite that if that's what your plan is. And I will take uh, Serpentico. I will take Bear Bronson. I will, I will make them bear country again. <laughs> Iron savages with a bunch of shit. <laughs> no buys. Uh, I'll take Michael Nakazawa and I'll just have him start doing the baby oil gimmick again because that was pretty fun. Well, that's good. Kenny can have his friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take Parker Boudreaux and his mini Brock Lesnar looking ass. <laughs> I will take... Uh... God, I... 
<laughs> I mean, I know I'm going to be stuck with Trent, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if these other guys. So I'll just take Zach Clayton. Okay. He's, um, I believe he is, uh, do, are you familiar with Wow, the celebrity Wow? I am. I believe Zach Clayton is her boyfriend or husband, one or the other. Terrific. I'll, I'll bring in the, the Jersey Shore uh, <laughs> fans that are still looking for him. Yeah. Okay, so I, then I get Cole Carter and you get Trench, the Great Trench. <laughs> yep, the Great Trench. So, uh, right, cool. Yep, so that's the Lawyerman Carters. Not going to repeat who they are because they don't matter. Sorry, yeah. guys. Uh, so now we have three rounds left, including the main eventers, the women, and the upper mid-carters. So I have the first pick of the main eventers here. And I am going to take... So there's Adam Cole, Chris Jericho, Claudia Castanelli, Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, Sammy Guevara, and Sting. I'm going to take Orange Cassidy. Um, Fuck. Yeah, you. Yeah, he's uh, another guy that was tough to not take in the first in the first round that we did. But he's, I mean, one of the most over guys they have. Consistently excellent matches, no matter who he's in there with. Um, they really can't believe he's managed. Yeah. Uh, can't believe he's managed to to get over to the extent that he did, um, and really just a testament to to the work that he's done, which is great because his character is a guy who just doesn't want to work and, and do anything, and he's managed to become uh, arguably their their biggest star outside of the the already kind of established guys. Okay, um, I will take. Uh... Ah, oh, God, I'll take Claudio Castanelli. A little older, but... Um, yeah, he's like 41 or something like that, yeah. Yeah, and he also obviously takes excellent care of his, his body and his, his physical yes. shape, and um, I think that's a good pick right there. Uh, I... Man. Uh, I'm going to take Adam Cole. Um a little worried with the injury if he's uh and i i know the match with chris jericho did not go over well mm-hmm. and so i think there is some real concern about like is he just going to be a guy that takes it too safe kind of like a a george st pierre to make a little mma reference as a, as a guy who just took it way too uh way too easy at the end of his career but he still managed to win his matches but a little bit different in pro wrestling um and adam cole's not really i think uh built to to start being like a super like technical submission kind of wrestler. So, um, but I'm hoping maybe he'll just get more confidence as he wrestles more and kind of get back to, to what he was and probably he'll turn would, would help a lot. I will take sting. Stink. No. <laughs> uh, okay, fine. Uh, I am going to take Eddie Kingston. Okay. I'll so now I'm leaving you with either washed up Chris Jericho or annoying Sammy Guevara. I'll take annoying Sammy Guevara. Sticking me with? Did you really just not want Chris Jericho that much? I'm I'm pretty over Chris Jericho right now. Yeah, I I think that's fair. I mean, I'll I'll take him here because I have to. But and he could still cut a great promo. But he just I think he's really got a tendency to kind of drag people down with him and just. I think you're seeing uh, 
like yeah vince is a bad person but vince knew when to say like okay that's enough chris and i don't think tony's ever gonna have that in him which kind of leads to this exact thing yeah and you know like honestly vince saying that's enough chris did give jericho a chip on his shoulder to wring a couple of good years out of him uh Mm -hmm. at that point but yeah but it's it, it has run its course again yep and uh so, so that's the main eventers. So I took Orange Cassidy, Adam Cole, Eddie Kingston, and Chris Jericho. Andy took Claudia Castagnoli, Sting, Sam Guevara, and CM Punk. So now we've got our last of the women's division and the last of the upper mid-carders, and then we will be done. Okay. My pick first? And uh, your pick first. Um, I'll take uh, Paige Van Zant, and uh, I, don't, I don't know if she's ever going to appear for AEW again, but, <laughs> but maybe I can, like, like somehow like leverage her uh, only fan subscribers into like watching wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I guess she's still training, but then she got hurt maybe or something, but now that know. Cody's gone and Brandy's gone, I, it might just never happen. And yeah, but Hey, if it does, you know, she, she's certainly got charisma and I think she had, I think she, I think she definitely had potential. But it's tough because now it's been so long and like who who would actually care if she came back? Like would people even know who she was? Right. You'd almost have to bring back uh the guy. What's his name? Um the the manager guy. Oh, Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So um you took Paige Van Zant. I will take uh even though she's hated by Britt Baker and maybe all the other girls, she can still kind of wrestle. So I'm gonna take Thunder Rosa. All right. Um, I will take the bunny. I will counter with uh, Abaddon. At least she's different. She's Don't know if she can that. wrestle, but but she's you know different. Um, I will take. You know, I gotta I gotta be true to my Columbus Ohio roots. I will take Madison Rain. I will take uh, take Mercedes Martinez. Still capable of that. She was, you know, like if this was 15 years ago, she would have been like my <laughs> one of my top picks. Yeah, she was, she was like, really something. Even uh, I don't know, seven eight years ago when she was in the the May Young Classic, she had a pretty solid run. Yeah, I'll take uh, Red Velvet. Red Velvet, who maybe should have been the one to beat Jade Cargill. Yeah. She definitely had the best chemistry with her of any of her opponents. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, they had a couple fun matches early on. Yeah. Um, and that, was like, take that was like early in Jade Cargill. So, like, she was very yeah, yeah. experienced at that point. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to take Rebel to keep her with Britt and Jamie. And she's a, she's a pretty fun little character. I think of her time. And she does the, the whole wrestler, but she can't wrestle. And she's acting like she can't wrestle thing pretty good. She's just like, like one of the hottest moms you'll ever see, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Like, but like a mom that you could actually like run into at like a PTA meeting or something, or you know, like. Right, right, right. Not like, not like Maria Canellas, where it's just like, oh, how are you, like a real person? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I will take. Uh, I guess I'll take Marina Shafir at this point. 
can't wrestle sure. blood sport matches on your show. Well, I'm trying to keep couples together because I'm a nice guy. You are a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, I will take Diamante. I will take Harley Cameron because I think she's funny in those QTV segments. I will take Layla Gray, who is employed by All Elite Wrestling. <laughs> and because you have no choice. I, I have no idea who she is. Yeah. All right. So that completes the women's division. Um, Andy took overall Tony Storm, Rio, Hikaru Shida, Willow Nightingale, Julia Hart, Yuka Sakazaki, Emi Sakura, Ty Mello, Ruby Soho, Soraya, Anna J, Penelope Ford, Paige Van Zant, The Bunny, Madison Rain, Red Velvet, Marina Shafir, and Harley Cameron. I took Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Jamie Hayter, Jade Cargill, Chris Statlander, Athena, Billy Starks, Serena Deeb, Layla Hirsch, Nyla Rose, Kiara Hogan, Sky Blue, Taya Valkyrie, Thunder Rosa, Abaddon, Mercedes Martinez, Rebel, Diamante, and Layla Gray. So last last round, Andy. We've got mm-hmm. our upper mid-carders. Four picks each, and then we are done. And we'll never talk to each other again. Shit. Well, then I don't want to do it. Ah, uh, no, we'll talk again. Okay, then I'll, let's do it. Okay, so I have the first pick, and I'm going to take... Uh, I know he's old, but I, I love Keith Lee. Um, I'm I'm really bummed that he couldn't have been, like, gotten into the business, like, 10 years later. And, like, now he was, like, in his mid-30s or something. Or even early 30s, like... Um, yeah. I, I mean, he's just, like... And I think the Swerve tag team was really good, and that kind of helped because he didn't have to be in there as much. But uh, I don't care. He's still really fun, and uh, maybe I'll find uh, maybe I'll tag him again. I'll, I'll have him uh, find a reason to rejoin Swerve. It's interesting to think about, like if you accelerated the <laughs> NXT like Andy Darling timeline by five years, or even or even yeah. like or even the four years, even like, two or three years, yeah. If it didn't even if you just skipped the over the competition years, and it was just like Hunter was put in charge of this thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I will take uh, Billy Gunn. Of course you will. Yeah. And you'll purchase the rights to his uh, Ass Man music. Um, and the the other one too. Yeah, the Whale and Sax. I've got I've got it all, or whatever the <laughs> fuck that song's called. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and we'll just we'll watch King of the Ring 1999 over and over. <laughs> In fact, that'll be his entrance video. Just that. Just, <laughs> All of his tournament matches. Costs a lot to get that. Uh, yeah. Now that we get that one away. <laughs> <laughs> you want the Billy Gunn King of Ring 99? You got to pay for it, buddy. Uh, uh, I might go with. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to take Luchasaurus. Uh, I'm still. Did they ever actually explain why he turned healer? No. No, not at all. Okay, I guess, you know, it is what it is at this point, but um, yeah. really fun. I, I, I haven't really seen him much as a wrestling as a bad guy, but I liked him a lot as a good guy. Uh, give me Wardlow. I'll make him grow his hair back out. <laughs> I can't, like, I can't oh, like, think about, if we were doing this like a year ago, I think, I feel like Wardlow would have been gone a lot earlier. Right. Yeah. God, like that's. I know you talked about it on the. Uh, I think it was the podcast you did after the the last pay per view recapping it. But um, quite a quite a fall from grace for Warlow. Not not through any fault of his own. Just 
Tony not really knowing what to do with him um, after the, the big match against Max, and it didn't help that, that MGF kind of made that match all about him with his uh, potential not showing up. Yeah. So four guys left. I'm going to go with Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah. Powerhouse. I will go with Juice Robinson to keep uh, the Bang Bang Gang together, him and uh, Switchblade. Juice Robinson. Okay, so now it's Jake Hager and Dan Housen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's really too bad I didn't work this out better so that Trench was the last pick, but I'm going to take Dan Housen because Jake Hager sucks. Uh, okay, you know, what? like again, like I, I, I feel very lucky in that everybody I was stuck with, I didn't, I didn't hate any of them. So, yeah, I can't say the same for me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I got stuck with Trench, and uh, I think he's probably the one that I really, uh, not, not a huge fan of. But uh, it's, there it is. Um, we've drafted the AEW roster. How many, how many picks total did we make? Do you know offhand? <clears throat> Uh, let's see. So, uh, I believe over 150. Okay, so like about like it looks like about be 80 plus uh, yeah. 96. Wow, that's so, a lot. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't be a podcast without us spending way too much time doing anything really <laughs> right yeah i mean that's uh need i remind you of the uh god i can't remember which podcast it was that just was was so long it kept going on and i could just feel the, the soul leaving your body as i continued to go <laughs> month by month through the year <laughs> yeah that sounds about right well, um, so what we're going to do is um, I am going to post this, and along with it, I will also post, um, I guess I'll post our rosters. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that'd be fun. People can kind of see the finished product and what they look like, and if people yeah. want to just throw a vote out or say which roster you liked a little bit more, that, that'd be fun. Yeah, get a little, get a little fan engagement going here. Um Absolutely. Well, Jeff, thank you for, uh, you know, a suggesting this a year ago and, um, yeah. and, uh, for, you know, not being too hard on me for taking this long to get around to it, but Hey, um, it, you know, it's, it is timely since there actually is another show. It, now. it really is. Um, yeah. I, I hope, I hope it works out. I hope that, uh, hope everyone has fun and everyone tries their hardest. And that's, uh, that's all that really matters. Yeah. And really just, you know, keep getting those talented guys on, on TV and, uh, who knows? Maybe I'll I'll find my way back. Maybe I'll I'll uh, reach out to, to old Maggie Rex and see if she can teach me about this um, VPN uh, fight network uh, I, or fight TV nonsense. I think she would be happy to uh, to help you with that. Um, help you help you uh, sail the the, the sail, sail sail the seas, as they say. Yes. Um, yes. But uh, but yeah, because you know, like what it's like. I think AW Plus is like seven bucks a month or something like that. And now, and it's like you're getting even more value out of it now. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, I want to thank everybody for listening, and uh, for Jeff, I'm Andy, and uh, and you've been listening to the Elite Beat. <laughs>